We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir, uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fall. Can I get some free steak? (laughs) You having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All right. Welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the podcast where all movies are sports movies. I am your host, Kyle Banduho, and today it is... A, a very special episode for the show, very special episode for me. Um, it is our 300th episode. I went back and forth on what to do for this one. I took some solicitations from the Patreon to see and uh, eventually landed on a movie that covered a couple years back, kind of in what we call the, the pre-Caroline era before this show really hit its hit its stride. Um, you know, the pre-Caroline, pre-Alex, pre-Ted Lasso. We're, we're talking about That Thing You Do, one of my favorite movies, Um you know, a movie that I, I go to to feel happy and so wanted to to revisit it on the show. We have a lot of special guests on this one, not planned by me. It was, it was me, Caroline, and her For the Water Cooler co-host, Matt Scalisi, but um, turned into an awesome, really fun episode. As you can imagine, got a, a lot of different people together. We go a lot of different ways, but we do love this movie and, and talk about this movie that um, is, is just a good feel-good I want to shout out, you know, with 300 episodes, I want to shout out everyone who has listened to the show, everyone who has helped me with it from the get-go. Uh, that starts with with J.R. Hickey, Pete Hart, the guys from Circling Back, uh, Mike Schubert, Bobby Wagner, Ben Cruz, um, so, so many more people, um, and, and everyone who's listened. Uh, I did this, and I thought only my mom would listen. And my mom doesn't listen, so it's it's good that uh, that all you people do. Um, also, huge shout out to my wife who lets me go to <laughs> sit sit in my office and, and talk to random people about movies every week for for a long time. She's the best. But um, everyone who's listened to this show and who's left a good review or just told me that they liked an episode like that stuff means the fucking world. Like it, I can't even describe it. Um, and then of course, shout out to the, the big screen sports Patreon group who, um, use their hard earned money every month to help make this something that, um, is, you know, can keep going and, and, um, has helped improve the show. And I'm, I'm so grateful to all of them, especially our producer level patrons. 
That is Aaron Figueroa, Mike Schubert, Steve Rogers, Kevin Frost, Mike D, Brian Yeager, Mike Drees, Chris Mikoski, John Craig, Sam Smith, Zachary, Class Dane Fire, Jason Alva, Stephen Nebo, Dan McFall, Kevin Inkman, Mac Lindsay, Kurt Ritchie, Robert Dove, Andrew Teagle, Real One Balagoon, Jeff Essis, and Anthony Scaffone. Biggest of thanks to them. Big thanks to all the patrons. The support is so appreciated. Um, I'm looking forward to doing 300 more. We got a lot of sports movies left. Uh, a lot of great ones. A lot of other movies left. We got a lot of fun theme months we can do. Um, I'm just, again, just grateful. I'm also a little delirious. We just recorded a two hour and 20 minute episode on that thing you do. So without further ado, it's me, Caroline Darney, Matt Scalisi, a whole bunch of our friends talking that thing you do. All right. Returning for the 300th episode of big screen sports, 299 episodes too long. Some may say it is the co-host of for the winds for the water cooler, Caroline Darney and Matt Scalisi guys. Welcome back. It is great to see you. Congrats. 300. I mean, Caroline, this is like your hundredth episode. Like you're, <laughs> I, I, I haven't counted, but, but you basically bet on everything. And we're even, we're like what we're going to do tonight. We're literally, we have gone back and redone a lot of old episodes in the, in the pre pre COVID or pre Caroline era. So is this when we announced that we're just going to start over from the very first episode and do all 300 again, you've, the same movies you've retconned the, the podcast so that Caroline was always there. Well, that's exactly <laughs> it. Well, and I think about one, when I go back, if we're just talking about the beginning of this show, one, it was bad it was really bad like starting off with i was really bad at this i was doing it on my own for the first time um like i one time i re-released the first episode with like my commentary layered over it and it was all just like oh this is fucking terrible this is awful like who was was listening to this what was the first movie remember the titans oh that's a good movie too i know yeah Yeah. no it, it actually if you look back at like the first 20 movies it was all heaters. It was mostly like all really popular movies. And there's a bunch that we do need to go back and, and get out again. So, yeah. Um, so we're just going to go in order <laughs> in, in order. We're just, gonna, we're just going to do them all. Like uh, in the first 10, I know, uh, remember the Titans was there. Varsity blues, Ooh. the Sandlot. I don't want Yola. Yola. Uh, we, we would have a four hour episode on varsity. On varsity <laughs> do the entire thing in John Voight's. Uh... But this is this this is the this is you're following the trajectory of any great franchise, which is that you make it for a while and then you you have to start remaking the movies again in the franchise. This we you've reached the Harry Potter. <laughs> we're in our we're in our uh, the Amazing Spider Man era. Mate. That's right. So I, I can't wait to see what the Tom Holland stuff is like. But before we get into it, guys. <laughs> For the water cooler. Yeah. What is it? Where can people find it? What's going on in it? Matt, take you on to anyone. You want me to do it? Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. It's for the water cooler is a, uh, it's a completely foreign premise for a podcast to anyone who listens to big screen sports. It, it, I, I, you'll have to get your heads around it for a second, but it's, it's basically kind of a combination of sports and pop culture. Um, <laughs> it's unheard of here. <laughs> No, it, well, I, I would say we're, we're we don't have a ton of sports that we talk about on the show. Mostly, it's that our guests tend to be from like the sports media world, uh, yeah. although we've had some that are not. So, and that's mostly just because that's who me and Caroline know. So we're just yeah. having our friends on. 
And, you know, I, we're doing a little bit of talking about whatever is kind of in the news that week. So obviously this week, of course, we were talking about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. So there, that's that's what you have to talk about if you're a sports and pop culture podcast. But we also, for our kind of second half of the show every week, uh, our guest comes in. We call it Pop Culture Potluck, where basically <laughs> the guest gets to bring whatever they want to the party. We have no rules around it at all. We basically just say whatever pop culture item you want to talk about, we will current, former, whatever. Yeah, from any time, <laughs> we will talk about it. We will research yeah. it and we will talk about it with you. And it's been everything from Taylor Swift to Yacht Rock to individual <laughs> movies. We did um we, we had the program uh with, yeah. Cole, with Cole Kublick, which was really fun to talk about because he had he had like met people in the cast and he had a lot of like what comparing it to the real life experience of playing college football. So we've, we've done kind of a, a nice variety of stuff on there. Um, yeah. And then we punctuated at the end with uh, some kind of game show segment, um, which usually is trivia, which Caroline kicks everyone's ass I, at. I took an L this week. Yeah. A rare L. We tough. tied. I believe we tied. Yeah. We tied. Yeah. I, well, look, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, She's like the wind came on a, po- a playlist that I had shortly <laughs> after. And I was like, son of a bitch. It was the one that got away from you. The yeah. one that I was like, I, I got too excited. And I said the Eric Carmen hungry eyes. And then yeah. I just blew it. I blew it. Yeah, I blew it. It's tough. It was tough, tough stuff. Yeah, yeah, I lost I lost the Seinfeld episode and I lost the M. Night Shyamalan. That was the Seinfeld one was tough because uh, Amanda Mull was our guest who on just even at base level, Amanda Mull is basically a genius. And yeah. but she also had just watched the entire series in, yeah. like, in like a week. <laughs> I I had watched a lot of Seinfeld, but not recently. And so I was like, oh, this is but I did. I feel like I redeemed Godfrey and I on the on the X-Files. I mean, that was I, I could barely. Oh. Fall. I was like, these two people are on a different a different wavelength. Kyle, you guys was, have had all these great guests. It was like the, the, it, <laughs> listening to Caroline and uh, and Godfrey talk about the X-Files. It was like it was like watching an all timer home run derby where just every every time they're blasting it over the fence. I was bored for that moment. The two of us were just like, and he would mention an episode, I'd be like, ah, yes, 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 five episode, season five, episode twelve, love that one. Yeah. Yes, good, good episode. It also has so and so in it who was in two other episodes and played these characters. It was incredible. I'm glad I have a reason to to play the play the X Files music. Yeah, uh, so got early it in, in this episode. Yeah, I mean, you guys have had all these great uh, guests in journalism and sports, and then me, I'm in sales. So, <laughs> but that was a super fun. I got to finally watch Point Break, which was another super fun. Um, and a, a good prequel oh, I, to it was month. One of the one of the most fun choices I think any of our guests has made. I would I was very glad at your pick. <laughs> Bennett wants in on this. Wait, we we have a we have a su- a surprise guest coming into the <laughs> to the Who to the zoo. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, well, hello, God. Mike. What's up, guys? <laughs> oh. The big 300. Let's go. Hey, hey buddy. Congrats, How great man. to see you. Thank you. Wow, this is such a pleasant surprise. You're being golic bombed. I know. Just dropping in wearing ducks gear right now. I was going to say, is it, that shirt is sick. Is that your Bo Nix Heisman shirt? Bodacious. Wow. Bodacious. That's amazing. Yeah. Good gracious. Asses. <laughs> 
we're ready to go, baby. Man, he, he had a really set. he had a really tough time last week. Real real struggle for that guy. Yeah, no, life pretty hard, man. But uh, unfortunately, I haven't seen that thing you do. But just wanted to come by and say congrats <laughs> on number three hundred, man. Thanks for letting me parachute in for a bunch of Ted Lasso and rom coms. Thank you. Well, of course, I highly recommend you watch that thing you do. I think you I think you'd find it very delightful. <laughs> Maybe I'll reverse engineer and I'll listen to this podcast after, and then I'll watch it and see how that goes. It's like the uh, how I watched The Last of Us and then played the video game. So that's what I was doing, and then I got stuck on a level and I got real scared, and I haven't played since. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a lot, and I just started The Last of Us too, and it's also a lot. But that's not why we're here. So <laughs> well, thanks, Mike. Episode. I yeah. appreciate you stopping by, and for all your contributions, especially your your quote of "nice dick" during the "Forgetting Sarah Marshall" episode, probably a <laughs> highlight of the the first three hundred runs. So that was wonderful. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, hang hang that one in the rafters. Proud to have left my mark on the uh, all decades team for the first three hundred. But congrats, man! Ton of fun. You've uh, created a fun group of friends for all of us, and you do an awesome podcast and are an awesome guy. So congratulations! Here's the three hundred, man. Looking I forward was to it. I was not emotionally prepared for this. <laughs> it <was laughs> just I'm complete. I'm completely thrown off. I did not. I don't have yeah. this in my notes. Uh, if you thought doing a podcast with me and Caroline was normally difficult, just wait until this version of it as we derail you with even more. So I was oh. I was very thrilled to see you in the in the waiting room. So You're like, ah, did wild. we have other plans? I was like, did I did I accidentally did yeah. I send it to the wrong M name? <laughs> Mike's just gonna roll in here. Whoa, what in the world? Uh, he's like, we gotta talk swell. See, so kicks the door down. Just, <laughs> he was summoned, Did you hear yeah. she's going to the Jets game this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> he's going on every. He's just clicking. He's typing in every Zoom combination possible right now and seeing if anyone's podcasting about anything to talk the, about. Swell sales are in the computer. <laughs> well, in, in the spirit of that, Mike, where can people listen to you talk swellsy? Yeah, uh, go Joe and Golick wherever you get your podcast, DraftKings, YouTube, download, subscribe, rate, review. We're on Samsung TV Plus, I think Roku now too. So big things popping. A lot of fun here. Get some eyeballs on it. But continue to listen to this podcast. It's the best. And Kyle kicks ass. You're so Mike, hip. Yeah. Mike's just the coolest. <laughs> Love you guys. See ya. Bye. How fun. I know, I wasn't ready for that How at all. How did he get here? <laughs> Could have been less ready for that. Wow. <laughs> anyway. Well, anyways, uh, go listen to For the Water Cooler. Go listen to uh, Gojo. But um, I guess, guy. so 300th episode, I had a lot of trouble deciding what it would be. Um, I have always said that Bull Durham will be the last episode of the show, and I'm sticking oh, to wow. that. What a yeah. what a like apocalyptic prediction on your part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it'll be a real uh, it'll be a real. This episode will self destruct. In Matt, uh, we uh, should this, this show will self destruct. We should pick a random but popular item and just say like if anyone ever picks this it's like the peewee's like word whatever and if anyone ever picks it we're like this is the last episode <laughs> it like self-destructs our, our podcast yeah, if anyone picks button. it for yeah for pop, like, pop culture it's got to be something it's got to be like a random trash action movie though yeah it's like it's- if, if anyone if anyone picks what was the the ben affleck one when when things were going bad was it paycheck <laughs> Paycheck's like pretty that. bad, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's we like... need more information. Like if someone, the funny one would be <laughs> it's like, it's been going someone... bad for Ben Affleck a lot of times. Yeah, <laughs> if someone picks like Forces of Nature. <laughs>
it's like just random enough you're like wait a minute what i'll tell you i'll tell you the the self-destruct movie caroline it's gonna it's gonna be the movie dc cab starring gary Busey from 1983 (laughs) done wow no one listening tell anyone this yeah yeah we just like put it out there they're trying to like end our podcast go pick dc cab i feel like you'd have a hard time even finding that movie yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't seem me, like something that's child. This is this is for a this is for a different <laughs> podcast. But I once watched every movie released in 1983, and I can tell you it is difficult to find for sure. How DC. many movies? Okay, we don't have time for that. No, it's a, this is a longer discussion for another. Yeah, day. I'm gonna yeah. have to ask you more about this later. <laughs> well, <to> anyways, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, episode three, I was struggling, and then I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts for the water cooler, and Matt mentioned. <laughs> how much he loves that thing you do. And I was like, I love that thing you do. That's one of my favorite movies. It's one of me and my wife's favorite movies to watch together. I have loved that movie from, I saw it as a child and I have loved Mm -hmm. it since. And I texted you guys and I was like, we should talk about this movie. And Caroline was like, episode 300. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) episode 300. So, for episode 300 of Big Screen Sports, we are doing one of my favorite movies, That Thing You Do, the 1996 musical comedy. A local Pennsylvania band scores a one-hit wonder in 1964 and rides the star-making machinery as long as they can with lots of help from their manager. Start Tom Everett Scott, Steve Zahn, and Tom Hanks, written and directed by Tom Hanks. He wrote it during the Forrest Gump press tour. Has a 94% what? on Rotten Tomatoes. Too Earned. low, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> far too low. I was like 90s that's good let's stick with it yeah this movie hits a lot of things I love it but it is for me when I was coming on for the win or for the water cooler what I one of my ideas for pot culture pop culture potluck was just like chicken soup movies basically the movies you throw on to feel good to feel happy this is probably top three it might be number one for me and in terms of like musical movies, not musicals, but musical movies, mus- movies about a band. Like Matt, I'll I'll kick to you first. Is this is this the peak? I for me, it's this or Almost Famous, but I love them both. Those are great picks. Almost Famous is uh, I, I I don't go back to it as much as I do this movie, and there's probably a reason. I, I think probably because this movie is so firmly, even though it is about very real ideas that are relatable. This is very firmly planted in the world of fantasy, I think. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's like, it's not just that it's set in the sixties. It's that the, it's like a movie from the sixties. So it is like watching a movie from a different time period. And it's not to, to me, almost famous is kind of more going for that sort of gritty, realistic, like things aren't, Things are uh, darker than you thought they were. And this is much more, even though the characters in this movie get disillusioned, they actually still very much by the end of the movie kind of make peace with the world that they're in. And it actually is very beautiful. And they kind of love the way things are, even if it was an awkward journey to get there. Uh, So that's a a lot of rambling, but like, I think... (laughs) I think that this movie has everything I want from both a movie and from a musical standpoint, like really enjoyable, great music. It, it's it's a good time. Like it it is, I can think 
in it, but I can also just sit back and totally enjoy all these incredibly fun moments in this movie. Yeah, and- I was. I usually will live text Kyle <laughs> during rewatches, and I send him a couple texts. But at the, I got near the end and sent him something else, and he was like, "This has been like a super quiet rewatch." And I was like, "I'm just going." Yeah, is, right is, now, is Caroline dead? Like, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> that'll be you know, like those stories when it's like the per, like the older person like gets saved because they didn't call Domino's that night, and like they're like, "Oh, usually Steve's called by now." That'll be me with like live watches when I'm like 80 and they're like, uh, Caroline hasn't sent us anything. Is she okay? Um, it's just a vibes movie. I love it. I saw it. I think I saw it right around when it came out. So I was like 11 years old. Um, I had the album. I think this is the far and away best fake music. You know what I mean? Like music by not uh, you know I, or recently let's see i'm trying to think of like with some of the other yeah i'm trying to even think of other fake bands so, I, so I, like i've thought spinal I've, spinal tap spinal tap yeah. yeah as far as fake bands there's spinal tap uh school of rock the song they do sure. is actually is actually pretty good um there's almost famous uh so can we say connor for real from pop star Speaking of that, that is up in the poll for the Big Screen Sports Patreon group right now, and it's doing pretty well. So yeah. they might be shining the the Alex McDaniel uh, back. I was like, we have to get Alex on for yeah. that for sure. Um, yeah. uh, the, this uh, the band this in Turning four? Red. The, the oh, band yeah. in Turning Red. I love those were bops. Yeah. like legit bops. I believe like, those are those songs were written by Billie Eilish and her brother Phineas. Oh, really? That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. This yeah. isn't for the movie specifically, but uh, Brie Larson's band and Scott Pilgrim. Oh my God! Of course. Yeah. Uh, de- what is it called? Demon Head? Is that the name of them? <laughs> I can't. I can't remember. But <laughs> I can't that, remember. Yeah, oh so, my God! Sounds right. It's Listen, so good. But no, I'm Brie going. Larson I'm actually fierce in that movie. I'm actually going one above you there and saying Sex Bomb, which is Scott's band in Scott Pilgrim. That's <laughs> that's maybe the best band in a movie. <laughs> I had and but I had I vividly remember the CD looked like the record. It mm-hmm. had the blue and the green playtone, mm-hmm. everything. And I even so we found out we were doing this and like two days ago. I was like, I'm gonna listen to that thing you do. And I remember like all the songs, every song from all the groups, like even the herdsmen, like the whole thing. <laughs> like I played that nonstop. It's just a bop. I've been seeing the song, like I've been seeing it for three days, just around the house i don't support the herdsman out of principle yeah same i will we'll get to that we'll (laughs) we'll get to them yeah this movie i think it comes back to it it is simple it's very simple and i Mm -hmm. mean that as a compliment i think it it doesn't get too nitty-gritty it doesn't get too deep but it's just very simple and very enjoyable and I was I was talking to you guys before this about the live watch they did uh during covid is right after um, Adam Schlesinger died and they did a live watch to ra- to raise money and it was the cast and it was so clear what an incredible time they had filming this, how close they still are. Um, I-, I think that comes through in the movie and in the live watch they had the, the main cast that so they had Steve Zahn and Tom Everett Scott and Jonathan Shack and uh, Is that Ethan. How you say that? Is it Shack? So I, I looked it up before, and I think it's Shack, and now I'm thinking it's Shake, and I can't really remember. So we're just going to mispronounce it. I mean, we're going d- to call to the, him Jimmy. We're going to call him Wayne. Jimmy, yeah. D- disrespect to the star of Roadhouse too. Um, <laughs> but then they also got uh, Giovanni Ribisi was in on it. Oh, mm-hmm. we we have another we have another special guest. Oh boy, Caroline is you really doing it to me? 
<laughs> <You're> really... <laughs> I was not emotionally Who could it ready. be? What do you mean? <laughs> the suspense is it connects to audio. <laughs> hey, I have something to say. Okay. Because I've tried and tried to hey. fuck you, Kyle, but it's just so hard to do. Because if I know you, you're doing that thing you do. Also, thanks for the invite to one of my favorite movies. Oh, okay. So are you good for the rest of this? No, I got, I'm, I'm really tired. <laughs> Coffee up. No. He called your bluff. I go all day. Well, if I had known, I could have planned for it. I could have planned not to be so exhausted. But well, I was just saying that the patrons seem to be shining your bat signal as pop star. Mm. looks like it's it's on the schedule. So I'm so excited. I don't the timing know. was perfect. <laughs> I knew she was. I knew she was on her way, and it was like as he was like pop star, blah 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 blah. We're you know channeling Alex McDaniel, and it was like, yeah, she's got to be there for that. Weird. <laughs> the way that's a good Ooh, idea Alex. is that this is an audio medium to say that we are joined by For the Winds, Alex McDaniel. So good to see you. Um, this is how we should do all the podcasts, by the way. Just like pop in whenever surprise we pop ins. Yeah, just ran- random drop ins, like when yeah. Caroline came to came. To, I hadn't seen Smokey and the Bandit, but came to talk Bandit. about Burt Reynolds' hotness. Yeah. yeah, hey guys, kick the door down. It's yeah. true. What are y'all talking about right now? I uh, give you like five minutes. We're about to go into the trivia, which is usually your specialty. That is mine. All right, amateurs. What do, what do you have on what do you have on that thing you do? Well, Alex, what is this movie for you? We were talking about what a, a comfort movie this is, like how happy it makes us. Like what is this movie for you? Um, this movie's a lot of things for me. I love it. I've loved it forever. Like, I don't want to get too explicit here, but you know how everybody, like when you're a preteen, like you there's that one movie or that one boy band that kind of represents your sexual awakening. Tom Everett Scott was that for me. Like, Dude. I don't know what it was, but I was like, I'm a woman now. <laughs> I mean, that's that he's young you... Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I, I and, and he didn't like it didn't. It, the, the weird thing about Tom Everett Scott is that he, he didn't have the career that I thought he was going to have after this movie. He, that's yeah. Yeah. He, he showed up recently playing a dad in in the I'm sorry. Um, in in the wimpy kid movies. Oh yeah, that's right. He was also yeah. in I'm Sorry, which was a fantastic show before. Oh, I thought you were apologizing. Yeah. But yeah, he's he in was I'm also sorry. in one of our future spoiler alert rom com month picks that we're <gasps> doing. Because I said so. Yes. Yeah. You, oh, wait, I, that's the movie, not just like that's. It's yeah. Because I'm, I said I'm so, turning over the keys <laughs> to Alex you guys for title. Hallmark movies yeah. and rom coms. <laughs> All of Alex's titles sound like she's interjecting something like, oh, I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> no, because I said so. <laughs> but yeah, we are, we've already like demanded and Kyle's always been so great about this, but we're like, we're doing this. <laughs> we are doing these four rom-coms and you will deal with it. You guys can have the keys. I'm good. Like you guys can do whatever you want at this point. Take, take the car out for a spin. I don't even care when you have it back. <laughs> the only trivia I have for this movie is the one that I think everybody knows, which is that Tom Everett Scott lied to Tom Hanks and said he could already play the drums. I didn't know that. When, yeah. When he auditioned, great. he lied to him. And then he had to learn very quickly after that. I just Love like how that. Tom believed him. Like, all right. Well. Like there, that wasn't part of the like screen test or whatever. Like the I know. audition. They're not That's like, my right, favorite Hollywood the- trope. <laughs> I, I just love like because that's a that's so common that like such and such actor has like yep totally lied can't do can't do this thing but trying to get the role anyways 
Who else did that? Andrew Garfield did that for Tick, Tick, Boom. He said he could sing and he didn't know. He couldn't sing? Yeah, he said that. He's like, I, I, he had no idea, but he told him, oh, I yeah, feel yeah, like, I'm a singer. I feel like it's easier to learn how to play drums quickly than to sing. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would think so. Surely, yeah. I, I remember watching a thing. They sent him to a ton of vocal training, like a, a boot camp, basically. For Andrew yeah. Garfield? Andrew Garfield, yeah. Th- we're now doing Tick, Tick, Boom. We've shifted. <laughs> We've switched. Uh, switched. Sorry, this is a that's what I do best. Just let's, <laughs> let's drive it off the road. Let's go somewhere else. Um, okay. I, I do like, I mean, the funniest part is the drum. Again, I'm not a drummer, and I don't think any of it is easy. But I, now that makes a little bit more sense with like what they were giving him initially to work with. Like, what was Giovanni Rubisi doing in this band? <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot about that. It's just like, oh, I, the fact that Giovanni Rubisi and Ethan Embry, I I did not remember both. I remembered Ethan Embry, but it's weird because I actually do think I remembered them both, but never at the same time. If that makes sense, like I was like, sure. oh yeah, that's one has Ethan Embry in it, and then other times I'd be like, like isn't Giovanni Rubisi the drummer? But I was never like the two of them were in the band together. You know, do you um, know what's weird is that I don't think of Giovanni Rubisi and Ethan Embry as being the same age as Steve Zahn. I think of Steve Zahn as like being. He's been like a, forty forever. Yeah, yeah. right. Like, exactly. He was forty in nineteen ninety six, and he's forty now. Like <laughs> Steve Zahn is forty, and that's a, it's he's a delight. He is a delight. Mm-hmm. He, I don't want to say he stole the show because I do think Tom Everett Scott is the star of this movie, but he's all, all of my best quotes are Steve's online. He has Same. the he best one liners. He, he has that, he has that like Jack Black quality from early in his career where like any movie that, that they're in, every single line they have is like perfect and, and you can't wait for them to be on yeah. screen every scene. It's the yeah. O'Netters. Well, and this sets him up <laughs> for that down. career for the next 20 years. Like, think of all the, like, where he's the the supporting guy, but he's he's the comedy. Saving Silverman. Mm-hmm. Um, Sahara with McConaughey, which that, that movie fucks. It's a lot of fun. Um, I don't think I've ever seen that. I've never heard anyone it was say a huge, that. It was a huge bomb. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I love it. It's great. They're playing, they're like it's like more action-packed national treasure, but also with a weird corporate, like, well-poisoning plot line. It's interesting. A lot of fun. Okay, but is Nicolas Cage in it? <laughs> no, but it's it's pre-McConaissance McConaughey. So it's, oh. and, and Penelope Cruz, I think. So it's like a Time to Kill era McConaughey? No, no, no. It's like, um, it, it's right around uh, How to Lose a Guy in it was 10 in- Days. Yeah, it was in his rom com okay. era mm-hmm. where he was what? where he would really <laughs> half ass a rom com. Yeah. yeah. Is he sweatier in Sahara, named for a desert, or a time to kill? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a tie. The dust from Sahara gets on him, where it's yeah. a time to kill, it's just it's just raw sheen. It's a dry yeah. heat. Yeah, I keep, a dry saying, heat. I keep saying that Top Gun looked at a time to kill and was like, too sweaty. Can't do it. We need to do a time stuff. to kill with our, our Mississippi expert. Oh, <laughs> I mean, we can. It's fine. I just we'll like John Grisham. It'll just be me and Caroline fighting over who gets to claim John Grisham. Because yeah. <laughs> like everybody here is like UVA, mama. It's like okay, you have to share first of all. Same with Faulkner. How Virginians the audacity yeah, well. to take credit for Faulkner? UVA claims Faulkner. I didn't well, know he was this. a he taught there for years. He loved it. He left his papers to them and not yeah. all the best. Oh. I, I believe there's a building. Yeah. Or multiple here. 
welcome to the Faulkner. welcome to the Faulkner cast. Yes. Uh, we're <laughs> we're doing. Starting a new I will tell you, we're doing great. I'm sorry, <laughs> I derailed that. everything. No, I've. It's so <laughs> nice to see 300, you. So 300, we shift gears. We now only talk. This about is Faulkner. now a literary <laughs> podcast. Okay, here's the. Okay, I will stay on. Can I, I y'all? I'll talk. I'm going to pour myself a whiskey yes. and come back. Yes. yes. I, 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 I knew you would stay. But we I'm not going to derail it. We said her trigger word, Faulkner, and she has to. She actually has to get whiskey now. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. All right. Y'all keep going, though. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> I'll be back. Discuss. Um, okay. So getting into the trivia, we're all going to... This is a Hall of Fame movie. There, there are no debates. We're going to go into the yes. trivia. I picked a lot of stuff that makes me feel happy. Um, Adam Schlesinger, bassist for Fountains of Wayne, penned the title song in response to a contest being held by the CD- studio. Their song "One" being used in the movie. The movie is released shortly after their first album. That is like the the standard piece of trivia for this movie. That the group, huh. the guy from the group that did Stacy's mom, wrote that thing. You do makes sense that they what? were able. Yes. Wait, and I want to. I I don't want to say this with Alex not here because she would be devastated. But we need to come. We need to when she comes back. We need to revisit. Adam Schlesinger, okay, because he has another very important part of his of his work in film and television that she and I will definitely want to talk about. Can't wait. <laughs> but continue. Uh, <laughs> so th- this is one that just makes me happy. Steve Zahn was the best man at Tom Everett Scott's wedding. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Again, this is going to be a happy episode. I mean, this, <laughs> I, this might be the one where I go have the hardest time defending the villain because that guy, he sucked. Yeah. Uh, So Caroline, you texted me earlier. I did. Asking if Cranston's character was the name of, uh, was the name of Tom Hanks's character in Apollo 13, which is not the case, but not the case. There are some Apollo 13 connections Uh, when they play, (laughs) when the O'Neaters play at boss Vic Casa show in Pittsburgh, one of the other band names in the theater is Marilyn Lavelle, Lavelle and the Gemini's. This is a tribute to the wife of Apollo 13 astronaut, Jim Lavelle played by Tom Hanks. And then the characters, Jimmy Mattingly, Jimmy Mattingly, and Lenny Hayes of the Wonders have the same names as the astronauts from Apollo 13, or the last names of the huh. astronauts, Ken Mattingly and Fred Hayes in Apollo 13. How about that? So you did get your... See, I was kind of there. That Fred was, Hayes, I was fine Mississippian. <laughs> I was Amazing. distracted by Brian Cranston. <laughs> and I go, is that Brian Cranston? <laughs> and then I heard, because, yeah, Jim Lovell, and then, like, for some reason, I don't know where Gus Grissom made me think of Apollo 13 but I was like isn't that the guy it was not the guy no so. it's not the guy it was, uh, it was not the guy where Alex where I, I I told him to hold off on this until you got back <laughs> can we talk about our other favorite Adam Schlesinger uh film or TV project what is it what am I missing crazy oh, ex-girlfriend, crazy ex-girlfriend. <laughs> yes <laughs> I was just singing a fuck ton of cats the other day Everybody, if you have not seen the show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and you like that thing you do, absolutely go watch that show. It is phenomenal. It is so funny. They have great songs every single episode that are co-written by Adam Schlesinger. Mm -hmm. So, so, so good. How did Founds of Wayne have such a... I mean, I don't want want to upset any Wayne heads, any... (laughs) You, you've already Wayne, done a lot Wayne for grows. the name. Any yeah, you, oh I've already done a lot for the name Wayne <laughs> recently. But like, I, I can think of Stacy's mom, and that's it. Like, how do you have all these? Like, I don't know. I guess we're a fickle bunch. I, the, I think the they public, are kind but... of. I think they are kind of low key appreciated by like other musicians because they've been covered a few times. 
<laughs> I feel like I feel like Katy Perry covered a Fountains of Wayne song at some point. There's like there there like people who know music like really like Fountains of Wayne. But yeah, I mean like Stacy's mom was like for She's sure a crazy. On, I mean every single person in their 30s knows that song. It's wild. Also, yeah. it's a wild song. Like extremely. I have a lot of questions for Stacy's mom. Actually, like you know that he's out there. Don't be weird. Like come on. <laughs> Why are you going out there in a towel? Let's. Come on. Mom. <laughs> Come on, Stacy's mom. Come yeah, on. Get it together. <laughs> um, okay. Some other trivia. Uh, the director's cut, they, there's a two and a half hour director's cut, uh, features Howie Long as Mr. White's assumed boyfriend. What? Yes. Yes. In the car. Or you like oh, it's a great scene. What? Mm-hmm. Howie yeah. Long. Howie Long. Father of Chris Long. Another Father, UVA. Lady. Chris Long, former guest of this podcast. Chris Long. Yes. I didn't know it Chris did an episode. He did. Yeah. It was, it was, That's right. it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> when people think Howie Long, they think father of Chris. Yeah. Guest on Hey, that's the that's the yes. father of that guy who was on big screen sports. That's that's what everyone <laughs> thinks. That's what everyone thinks. Uh, now I'm yeah, gonna have so. to ask questions. So this my I, okay. This you Alex can look up that scene on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Look up Howie Long. That I wouldn't. And, this is and the whole director's cut is on Amazon. Oh yeah, yeah that's not the one you bought, Kyle. I know. <laughs> there's, there's a really weird thing that happened because I I watched this movie so so many times growing up, either on the original DVD release or on TV. And then we bought a new DVD of it when we went to the beach like 10 years ago or something. Incredible. And I was like, I don't remember a bunch of these scenes. And it, and like the, the box was not labeled as a director's cut or anything, but they like just sort of quietly added all this stuff back into it. Man, I didn't know that. I yeah. Love Howie Tom Hanks, man. The world wasn't Tom- ready for Tom Hanks and Howie Long to be a couple. No. No, they I weren't. Just- Oh man, this is so. When I was in school, um, Howie Jr. played on the lacrosse team for a year, and I went to. They, so the the Longs have lived locally for ever since he stopped playing or doing movies or. And he heard that UVA claimed William Faulkner, so he yeah, and he's like, I'm in. I got, I got it. I got to check out this place. But um, I had a this is important to the story because i had a bowl of crispix it's crispy times two um for breakfast this morning that morning and he was on the box so like howie long was on this box of crispix and i go to lacrosse game with my roommate jackie and we're walking into clockner stadium and we passed this large man and i was like god he looks familiar <laughs> and it was howie long <laughs> there to like support like to watch either howie jr was on the team or he was there was just local and like they all played lacrosse like, like chris long played lacrosse at Saint belfield um before he went to uva and like I just remember seeing them be like, you were on the box of cereal that I had this morning. And I told this story on Twitter and Chris was like, when was dad on the box of cereal? And I was like Googling it and found it. Anyway, this is a terrible story. It's but that's the, it's what the I always cereal man. The, just the cereal <laughs> yeah, man. It, it's kind of like when we went to see the Haunted ma- Mansion and Grace and Peg Danny DeVito is the Jersey Mike's guy. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, well, and the other thing is, is how long was part when the Fox crew came out to one of our deployment sites one year uh, in the fall. They did like a, I don't know if you remember, but it was like 20... 10 or 11. They did one from Afghanistan and like wore like uniform i don't know i think they even wore uniforms for the like actual like 
game day broadcast or whatever. Um, but I got to meet him <laughs> and my dad mentioned it. He saw him at a lacrosse game like the next week or whatever. And he's like, oh, tell your daughter I say hi. And I was like, so my dad calls, we're Skyping. And he's like, Howie Long says hello. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Thanks, Pops. Anyway, you're welcome for that story. You got two out of me. It, it would not be an episode of Big Screen Sports without that story. So the last piece of trivia I have, and this will feed into what worked about the movie, is this is one of the things that I think is the the genius of Tom Hanks. It's why this movie works. Um, is the four actors playing the Wonders rehearsed as a band for eight weeks to get the feel of performing, but most of their performances in the film were dubbed by other musicians. But I think the importance of that, of these guys feel like a real band, they feel like friends, they are still friends to this day. Again, that live watch they did on YouTube is just is full of serotonin. It just brings me great joy. And I think it it makes so much sense. It's kind of like the chemistry, like chemistry with sports movies. It's why I love Everybody Wants Some is that those guys feel like a real baseball team. Do you like that movie? Damn it, Caroline. <laughs> that was almost episode 300. So... <laughs> Uh, even though just I did like it doing last it year, to bring it back. yeah. Even, even though, though I just did, it, did, it, yeah. did it last year, uh, but they feel like a band, and I, I think that's why this this movie works so well. And we're gonna take a quick ad break, and then get back into the other reasons why this movie works so well. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. Three up. Alex, I'm going to kick it to you since you didn't do a rewatch and didn't have the chance to take notes. What What is the thing that, that works about this movie for you? Oh my God. What doesn't work is the real question. No Jerry Reed. Um, so <laughs> just leave, let it lie. I had an entire <laughs> bottle of champagne during that podcast recording, like through the process. I don't even remember half of it. So anyway, um, I don't know. I love all of it, but you know, I just think, and I've always said this, if Tom Hanks didn't play the manager, it just would have been a very different movie to me anyway. Like, I think I still would have loved it. It's one of those, like, I love music movies anyway, but I thought he just brought so much to it and just like being the standoffish manager, but he still like wanted them to succeed. And I don't know. I just really loved him. But again, Tom Everett Scott works every time. I mean, he's I think he broke, Tom Hanks broke the like manager being the bad guy trope for me like generally like yeah. you think that in a, in a music movie where something's like you know they're they're learning and 
you have the guy in the van, which again, a great Steve Zahn quote that was one of the ones I wrote down where he was man in a really nice camper. (laughs) Yeah. Man in a really nice camper wants to put our song on the radio. Um, But usually I feel like the trope is like that, the, that the industry guy is the one that's always trying to like screw the band over. And it seems like he was actually the one that was trying to find them opportunities and like was supporting them and, and, molding the image and the sunglasses and all that stuff. So yeah, I agree. He was, Tom Hanks was excellent. He was, I will say, I have some questions that we're going to, we're going to talk about later about just their whole deal with Playtone. But Oh yeah. I mean, we could have, that was the thing. We don't have all the details of the contract. So I feel a little bit like corporate being like, I'm sure he was great. I'm sure he only looked out for them, but like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) he was not the enemy. I think we should lead off to with the movie is not nearly as successful as a movie if the song is not really fucking great, you Absolutely. hear it. You it's hear a it eleven times in this movie. And is it you, really eleven? T- I could have done eleven more. There's two full versions. There's the talent show, and there's the TV performance, and then there's a bunch of there's a bunch of different snippets. But the song is really fucking great. Like so much so that it was a it was a hit in real life. It is still yeah. great. There was that, and Saint covered it when they were when they were touring, which. Yep. might be right now. I was I that was the, my first tour that I saw. Oh wow, amazing! I'm my first in sync. Sure, sure, it was wonderful. Was yeah, but I mean, this song, <laughs> I bet collectively the four of us have heard this song a thousand times. I feel like that. Oh I, yeah, like definitely. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I think I played it a thousand times on just the little CD, little CD player I had in my bedroom. Yeah, <laughs> Matt, if this if this song is even like. If you can get tired of it, because I don't think you get tired of it in this movie, is the movie as good? No, definitely not. And this is a this is a problem a lot of movies about creative stuff about like artists in general have, which is the premise of the movie is this person is so good at this one thing, and then if if they're not actually, then it then the movie the movie kind of falls apart. And like a lot of this, a lot of this happens with another good example of, of it working is marvelous. Miss Maisel, where they're like, she's so funny. And like, she really has to be funny because yeah. if she's not, then the show is studio 60 where everyone's telling you how funny the show is that they're doing. And it's not funny, funny when you actually see it. So it really does make a difference. I think it would still be a really enjoyable movie but like the thrill you get of watching the best scenes in this movie is at least somewhat impacted by how good the actual song is, mm-hmm. I think. And th- that's not the only one, too. The other songs, the originals in there. A too, little wild. A little wild one is a yeah. That's a good one. one. <laughs> oh, slap. I feel like I'm wasting Anyway. I think that's that scene is really important for them to show them playing something else that they aren't just this truly this one hit wonder that they they do have some chops and it's not just the guy sped up by the way this song jimmy's version was fucking ass the slow ballad version <laughs> was yeah, yeah. so bad i'm yeah. telling you this band goes nowhere if, i have uh, giovanni rabisi doesn't jump over the parking meter <laughs> i have a lot of questions about the herdsman because also uh, ethan Embry, <laughs> ethan Embry running up and going Can I... guys he fell <laughs> but but i also really i also do like like the universe of bands in this movie that you see like the there's the like girl group 
Um, that also that you see in the background. That's a good song bum, too. Bum. And then there's also like the cornball. There's Love the him. cornball guy. Love him. Uh, I can't, Mr. Downtown. Yeah. Mr. Downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Downtown. It's such a good. It's such a good song. He, he is. Uh, he is the opposing team's coach, and she's the man. He's the, he's the bad guy. Oh, wow. oh, that's right. I knew I recognized him. Oh my god. He's oh, the nice. one who gets poked in the chest by Vinnie Jones and goes. All right, that's gonna bruise. Incredible line. <laughs> yes. Oh, Vinnie Jones. I also think one of the things that really works about this movie, it's as you mentioned, but it's the simplicity. Like it's very linear and it takes you on the journey. And the scene that like everything in the appliance store, perfect. Like they just have all these little like bit spots for you that are very simple to digest and enjoy and nothing drags too long. The pace is excellent. Um, But honestly, I think it's just, it moves so well and it takes you on this relatively almost the entire time lighthearted journey. Like there are serious things that happen, but there's no like real devastating scene of like someone doing a bunch of drugs and like not making a (laughs) show, you know, like there's, I don't know. There's just some, it doesn't get heavy. It has that weird thing that some movies have where, and I'm sure the pace has a lot to do with it, but it's the, you know, everything leads to the next thing very logically. Yeah. And then you get to this scene at the end and you feel like you have really been through something yeah. and you've like lived a life. And it has that, this one moment in particular that I has always stuck out to me. And I, I have thought about it so many times where the band looks at each other. I think it's before they're about to go on TV. And Steve Zahn has this little thing where he says, how did we get here? And like, that's such a cool thing yeah. to put in a movie to me. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love that because, first of all, you as the person watching the movie can kind of think back and go, we just went through all of this yeah. with them. But it's a very relatable moment because anytime you've ever, if if you've been fortunate enough to have any moment where you've gotten to a big thing you've always wanted to get to, where you worked towards something and finally found yourself there. Like you do have that little moment where you think yeah. about the whole process that got you there. I don't know. I think I think that's such a cool thing to put in that movie. It's gonna be I me agree. if I ever if I ever talk to Tom Holland. That's what I'm gonna say to myself right before I go on the <laughs> right before the Zoom window drops. So I talk to him and be like, "How did I get here?" And then I'll panic. And that's gonna be me when I get Costner on the pod. Um, the, I mean, like that thing too, that you talked about is so rewarding. It's the same thing. I'm I'm not spoiling Miss Maisel here where like we see her on this incline and like we, we get a couple moments in that show where we're so happy to be there with her Mm. that like Mm -hmm. we saw her start out in episode one, just riffing and turned into this. And the same thing, we see this origin story, whereas like with Almost Famous, when we meet the band, they are, they're already a band. Like Spinal Tap, a lot of these other ones, they're kind of already a band. We don't get this. We we take this journey with them that's that's so fun and so rewarding and probably takes a lot of liberties with what it was like to be a, you know, to be a one-hit wonder. But it does feel like it's an, at the at the time when you're watching this, it feels like it's an authentic experience and we're watching yeah. like everything is a little surreal. It's like, man, they're, they're on this, you know, this tour in the, um, you know, 
touring the fairgrounds and the state fairs and stuff like that. And then suddenly they're in LA. I say the Midwest, but I don't want to restart a Slack battle from earlier today. Good, good call. Good call. What is and what isn't the Midwest? Yeah. But it's just, (laughs) and it's, it's just so, so well cast in, in every, everything. And I, I think obviously it helps like, Hanks Hanks is able to like throw some weight around and get some really good character actors and stuff to do things like Kevin Pollack, um, you know, people like that, you know, is his wife, Rita Wilson. Yeah. But he he picks these these four young guys to be this band and it works. And and I think, like Alex said, like Tom Everett Scott is just nails. But like Guy is the good guy, the leader of this band, but he's not he's not corny. He's so endearing. Yeah. I think about when he goes to the the bar and yeah. is so oblivious that like Rita Wilson is trying to pick him up because he's so 100%. enthralled. I'm telling you, that's yeah. if I ever go anywhere and Joe Mauer's there, like that is me. I'm just like <laughs> I'm googly eyes at him. I'm just that that's me. But he's just when he listed everything when he's like, Who are you? And he's like, I'm Guy Patterson, I'm from Erie, Pennsylvania, <laughs> and I play the drums in a band named The Wonders. Like it was the most relatable, like talking to an icon moment and oh man i also love the progression of the of the dad throughout the movie he's He's a legendary so good but to go from like yeah and he's been in a ton of stuff i will let you guess what he was in an episode of um (laughs) but he goes from like get your shenanigans out of my appliance store like we don't sell records we sell appliances to like where he's wearing the sunglasses and like fake playing on the on the coffee table because his son's on you know television it's just such a cool it's a cool through line to kind of show like the excitement and the growth of the band and like how it actually impacts people it's very fun Mm -hmm. alex where does captain geach and the shrimp shack shooters rank for you at favorite bands ever Favorite, I, I thought you're like the scene or the band. The I, band. I love them. I think they're. I love that scene though. It's really good. And they're like, we're just we're not supposed to play. We just pretend like we're playing. <laughs> like, the guy that's in the front. Like it's so naive and such a wonderful glimpse into just like, you know, I don't want to say like oversimplified. It's just the way that things were back then. But like, you know, if you've ever read anything about Elvis's life or watched like any mm-hmm. interviews that are made about it. It kind of was that simple for all these really shitty movies. It was like, all right, we're going to bring in this famous musician. Now you just pretend like you're doing something. We're not going to work too hard to hide it. And I I love it. Steve yeah. Zahn on the saxophone. And, and then when he later says that they're his favorite band. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, Bruce Randall. Yeah. You know, we look like a bunch of chimpanzees. No, we look like a rock and roll band playing a rock and roll song during Weekend at Party Pier. Yeah, here's the thing. We're not the wonders right now. We're Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. Hey, good news, fellas. You get to keep your wardrobe. (laughs) Yeah. It's fun too. At that, there's a lot of Beatles parallels. Like that was in the mm-hmm. trivia. That 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 was one of the things. Like the Beatles are in some movies like that. Like even before yes, they the, the Sergeant Pepper movie. But um, one thing this movie does really well is the montage and like showing them, showing them getting better as a band and coming together more. Like that's important. It's kind of mm-hmm. the sports the sports movie thing of getting them. Like by the time they're in the gold suits, right before right before they get you know whisked out to California like that performance is like you can just tell they're in sync they're firing on all cylinders mm-hmm. versus say the talent show performance or you know some of the some of the early performances and things like that and like that's really cool to see that by the time they get to the news broadcast sans TV player that this is the, and what we know 
after the fact is like, this is the peak they've reached the mountaintop and that's really cool. Well, and, then, rewarding. and they literally are showing you like the overlay of the billboard 100 where the song mm-hmm. is like physically moving up the charts. Yeah. It's, so it's their Indiana Jones map. Travel <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's so Matt, good. how do you feel about the, where are they now? Like doing the, where are they now on the, Lo- the fake I love movie? It. I, I, I want, I, in my opinion, Every single movie should have this. Same. I need to know what these fictional characters that I am so invested in are doing. The only, the the only, the only movie, like, you know, I, I like a, I like the occasional movie that leaves you going, well, you know, it could have, it could have gone a bunch of different ways, but mostly, especially a fun movie like this. Like, I want to know how it turned out. And also I want you to make it good for the people I like and make it not good for the people I don't like, which like is, doesn't it say Jimmy is like, like been divorced three times or something? No, that's like, that Lenny is single. Lenny. Lenny's, yeah, man- I was kind Lenny's of, managing a okay. casino and he's single. He's probably happy with that. He's probably happy with that. I think he's fine with it. Yeah, Jimmy's uh, was far too kind. I was like, there's no way that this man has so stayed Jimmy, in a group that long to have three gold records with someone. <laughs> so, so Jimmy's thing was like that he basically just sort of became a professional recording artist because that's really all he cared about anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah, easy yeah. to presume that Jimmy is still alone. Like Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy was was alone. If he's yeah. if he's not, then his poor wife. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Good I, lord, I, that guy I wanna, sucks. I want to I want to get this in because I feel like we're about to drag him to high hell. Um, <laughs> watching the one, I follow him on Instagram, and also watching the live watch they did. He had one of his small children with him the whole time. Aww. He seems like a delight. He seems like Aww. a doting father doting husband good move. he's in inc- shield yourself he's in inc- with a child yeah he's in incredible shape um he's he's keeping up this roadhouse too i was gonna say muscles. it's roadhouse too like it yeah must've... but he he seems delightful but jimmy stinks he's absolutely such... stinks oh. guess i'm gonna yeah. buy you a diamond now huh oh. i he could be a great guy the two <laughs> things i like really know him from are this and being divorced from christina applegate and so those have really Whoa. soured. Oh, didn't know that. Yeah. That's not a great endorsement. <gasps> they were man. married. And then like there was, I don't want to speculate, but I remember there was like some bad blood there. Like she was mad and it's hard. You know, I got to stay with my girl, Christina, but maybe it wasn't, maybe it wasn't combative. No. That's all I know about I him. Think, I think we got to go team Applegate mm-hmm. here. I know. I mean, that's just, that's a given. Like in any situation, we're just Team Applegate. Always, yeah. Always, she 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 can do no wrong. Um, is there anything else that works about this movie that we haven't touched on that I'm? I go ahead, Matt. I I gotta mention how, in a very small part, how hilarious Charlize Theron. Is oh, so good. Movie. Yes, she's so good. So good. She's so she absolutely does not give a shit about the band at all. She's so bored. And she's so hot. And the, the combination of those two things are so funny. Like <laughs> first role. That, that he, yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. immediately good, immediately a very funny actor who knows the assignment here and is, it just totally delivers. She crushed it. Right. Cause especially when she's like, do you have any idea how long this thing takes? <laughs> and she's she's just like, so Pittsburgh. funny too. Like, um, did you guys see long shot? Yes. Yes. Her and Seth Rogen. She is yeah. so good and Incredible. so funny in that movie. One of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. I did not hey, know this, this was is her first, first role. First role. She goes uh, this, and then uh, the next year she's got the Devil's Advocate, which 
buddy different vibes from this movie <laughs> wild movie wild uh and then yeah she uh legend of bagger vance which alex have you seen sure. legend of bagger vance no you won it's it's on the golf channel like every other day but <laughs> I, uh, I need you to it's on all the time in my house my i need you to do a, an educational yeah. analysis of Charlize theron's southern she is a she's a georgia woman she's from augusta Okay. In in Legend of Bagger Vance, and she is yeah she is. I, is it good? I Are you saying take. it's a good Southern accent or bad? Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's not oh, bad. Well. It's not bad. Like okay. a lot, a lot of people have Southern accents in that movie. Charlize, Matt is Damon, one of them. Uh, Will Smith. <laughs> um, but are they all like different regionally? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's. It's like it's it's like a they're throwing spaghetti against the wall and seeing <laughs> got, like panhandle and then even got, like, the um molasses spilling out of your mouth. <laughs> that movie has a that movie has a child actor is one of the main characters is like the main character and his is like he that one had to be authentic. They can't have made a kid do that, but it is um that's uh that's well, accent that corner. Being, that I, well, I'll, I'll, before we leave accent corner, that actually is one of my favorite Forrest Gump trivia pieces. I was they got the it. little boy right. from first. Mississippi. Yes, and they instead of making a child try and pick what they wanted the adult Forrest Gump's accent to be, Tom Hanks modeled his accent for the character off of the way the little boy spoke. And I was like, that is awesome. Genius. You want awesome. to make movies about Alabama, just go to Mississippi. They'll <laughs> 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 buy what you need. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so takeaway. Also, the dentist was hot, though, I will say. I'm not saying like leave Tom Everett and- Scott, but. Can we can we just say and I don't want to I don't want to do too much on this because I'm a married <laughs> man. But Caroline and I talked about this on our podcast when we talked about the Italian job. Like, okay, the Italian job was probably 10 years after this movie. Yeah. And then and then Charlize Theron is still currently making movies, which it's very close now to 20 years 30. After, yeah. So 30, 30 years after this years. one, yeah. yeah. After this Charlize Theron looks the same yeah. in that thing you do as she does now. She's, what the hell is going she's on? She's one of the most beautiful women <laughs> in the world. Like, I, like she is just st- like uncomfortable to look at. Good, like gorgeous. Like if you even as like Furiosa long, with the bald head and robot arm, you're just like yeah. she got a little something. Yeah, yeah and it's it's extra it's Eat extra ass, annoying Furiosa. because she's also extremely talented as you can tell from watching something like monster or any of the stuff that she's in where mm-hmm. she's also beautiful she's not just i don't she's something else that's oh man she's gorgeous yeah she's she's fierce um elite elite human yeah as we get into the strikeout and what didn't work or three down i just want to say it's all out of love this movie is perfect yeah Yes. This is like if we have to say something. Yes. Yes. But it's I, like I Ted just Lasso. I, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I I just have questions. I have, questions. have a couple questions for you. Just a, little, a few questions. Mr. White, so they the record gets up to number two in the country. You could say they are probably the hottest band in the country at that point. Like think about, especially back then, when the the magnitude that something had to have mm. to get up like that. Is Mr. White just calmly saying? Jimmy, you're the wonders are in breach of contract. Like, no, he's in the parking lot being like, Jimmy, what the fuck are you doing? Like, get back in there. We got to make this money. He's also probably not holding him back from writing new songs that are going to make them more money and keep them popular for longer. Probably. I, I, I could see, I could see that. 
but also like, all right, well, this is all over. I'm kicking you guys out of the hotel. And I, it works for the movie. It works perfect yeah. for the movie. It gets, it They're gets, like, we're know. at about an hour do, 45. We got to wrap this bad boy up. I do. I do think, look, if I, if I could defend it for a second, I do, I do think on this point, like part of the whole way this movie wraps up is that this is not the first time that Tom Hanks has seen this happen. Like, yeah. this is like an old story to him. He's seen, he's seen him rise to the top and immediately fall apart so many times already. So it's like, he's not really even that shocked that this is how it's going down. That's yeah. true. That That's a good point. On that same point, and we, we kind of touched on this later, do we think that any of the wonders made a dollar from this whole, <laughs> whole get together? <laughs> Alex, Steve do you Son think we have any boy. money? <laughs> no, I mean, like, if NSYNC didn't make money in their heyday, like, there's no way they're making money. But when you get caught up in the thrill of it all, and you're, everything's covered in the moment, like, you're being carried around and fed and clothed and everything, you probably don't pay attention to it, but now they weren't making money. Yeah. At the um, state fair, come on. <laughs> state fair. <laughs> uh one of the things i i just can't you can't treat the absolutely adorable Liv tyler that way jimmy yes we like, haven't talked about Liv tyler i know yet. i realized I know. we haven't mentioned she was phenomenal in this and another yep. she also looked perfect like just mm -hmm. everything about the styling the hair and she just has that cute little face and her little like adorable nose. And I usually don't say those things. I'm never like, oh, look at her nose. She's got such a cute nose. It's a, it's just, it's out of control. And he is such a dick to her. She is nothing but supportive and helpful in their career. And he takes advantage of her. And it's tale as old as time. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> What's new? What year was this made? What else is new? A guy doesn't realize what he's got until she's gone. <laughs> Groundbreaking. <laughs> when he said, I should have dumped you in Pittsburgh, it's one of the meanest things that you can probably say to someone. <laughs> it's horrendous. He is, he's horrible. I had a question too. Do we think Jimmy and Diane Dane banked? Yes. Oh, 100%. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. For sure. Okay. Oh, yes. When yeah. she sits on his lap and the, the look that Liv Tyler gives him, because the, the, what hurts so much is seeing her have to apologize for the piece of shit she's dating throughout this movie. It's so painful to see her. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, Jimmy, you know, Jimmy's so serious about his music and stuff like that. Like that's painful. But when he says, Diane warned me about this and she looked at him and said, Diane Dane, you're like, Oh fuck. Mm -hmm. Like this is the, this is the first time that we've seen cracks in this relationship from her yeah. point of view we already know jimmy's bad news for he her like left her in the crowd yeah didn't give a shit when crowd. she was sick on the plane mm -hmm. so so let me ask you guys this because i'm 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 not a hundred percent sure how i feel about it is the is the is the thing of her very quickly realizing she loves guy does it ha is it earned? Does it happen too fast? And are is there enough like breadcrumbs leading up to it to earn that moment? I don't know if she loved him then. I think she just was kissed. But I think it was the beginning of something. Matt's like okay. you don't kiss people you don't love. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Not yet. laughs> like, wait, have y'all been kissing anyway. people? <laughs> My takeaway was. Like that was. The I've been out of the game for a while, Carolyn. And we find out at the end that it grew. Into oh my else. god! <laughs> god damn it! 
We have another <laughs> we have another special guest. Oh boy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey. Ryan oh Nanny. God. How everybody. did you get in here? <laughs> I hacked the system. <laughs> he was working the grill at the restaurant again. <laughs> <laughs> we need a driver. Get in here quick. Who brought the cake? Where's the cake? <laughs> uh Ryan, we were t- we were talking earlier about the the band Fountains of Wayne. We were, we, <laughs> <laughs> Caroline, As one Caroline does on that thing you do podcast. Believe it or not, it was relevant. Okay, <laughs> that's nothing on this show. When especially when I am on it, nothing is relevant. <laughs> it's true. It's true. We really, <laughs> we really should uh, should spin this show off into just something like and now for something that is completely unrelated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ryan, where are you at on that thing you do? Oh, it's, it's, first of all, this is the, do you remember there was like a thing on Twitter, maybe two or three months ago that was like, what's the best fictitious song? Yeah. It's absolutely from this movie. 100%. Yeah. Great rewatchable film. Yes. Like, like just, just 10 out of 10 in all respects. Love this movie. And it's it's probably the movie I like most that I could enjoy with literally anyone. Mm. Like yeah. I can't I can't watch Die Hard with my seven year old. <laughs> Not with that attitude. But another year, maybe. It's a Christmas movie. That's true. That's a good point. All right, this Christmas. Kyle, Die Hard gather around Kyle. the tree. <laughs> Kyle, it sounds like whoever picked the movie for this podcast this week did a fantastic job I, and really deserves a lot of credit. Probably, I think, a, I, I think it, it's a very handsome and uh, stylish pick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely. Accurate, yeah. Extremely. Um, Ryan, we, we might as well roundhouse this, this question to you that we were just talking about. Do we think any, any of the wonders made a single dollar off this song? Yes, but a sad amount. <laughs> you know, like, like the Ocean's like, Eleven like, amount, like $17. <laughs> Somebody's like, I bought, I bought a new crock pot with my, with my royalties. That's they, like how it works. They could get that fourteen ninety five radio on sale at Patterson's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently not enough to, to stay in the hotel for even one more night. No, nope. like, one know, more you, second you have to be out. <laughs> nope. uh, but, can I just, you know, go ahead. I was just gonna say maybe years later, it becomes like a TikTok trend. And then it like, but they don't own it. They don't own it. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, I was going to ask like, when they go back into the hotel, where's he taking her? I think, I think Lamar is just kind of giving the go ahead to go back, go back to your room and have sex, young kids. Yeah, it's sex, Caroline. It's definitely sex (laughs) with someone that he doesn't love. (laughs) Oh, oh, Caroline. Oh, boy. (laughs) What? Oh, my God. What? So not everyone, but some people don't wait for marriage. <laughs> and I know that's shocking, but it's true. Nobody on go... this show. I want to be very clear. Everyone yes. on this some show. Some people just skip marriage and go straight to the child. <laughs> <laughs> Who would people. that be? Who would that be? Like, I'm busy. I don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fall in love, get married. No, no, no. Just get the kid. Ryan, just for some context, we mentioned Faulkner earlier, so Alex has been drinking <laughs> oh, since then. Oh, good. Oh, I've good. had maybe three sips of whatever's in here because I'm so tired. That Shouldn't I you out. know what's in? The- You're not at a tailgate. 
I said I had three. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> it's just whiskey and ginger. Yeah, Ryan, Alex came on and was like, I'm really tired. I'm only staying for like five minutes. And that was an hour ago. So <laughs> this movie. That's the thing. This movie. I don't know anyone who d- is even like, yeah, it's okay. Everyone I've talked to who's seen this movie loves this movie. Yeah. Universal approval rating. Much like, I mean, I, we're recording this during actually the second Republican debate. So much like those people, just a universal <laughs> likability, uh, wholesomeness. Yeah. What Do else? Brian, this, this used to come on TV a lot when I was like in high school. It was like speed. School. It was the speed of what, its day. What channel was this on all the time? What what, what channel was replaying that thing you do all the that time? Feels, that feels like VH1. a very, uh, VH1's VH1. a good call actually. But Yeah, that's probably it. It also feels like when TBS was doing like before like TBS got like and and TNT got like NBA games and they were a little more just like, I don't know. What do you got? Your mom loves us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like that, that feels, what else came out the year that, that this was released? Like I, this was 96. 96. Okay. So it would have been Mission Impossible came out. Jurassic this Park in this? Is, no, was Jurassic like, Park. One of the Mighty Ducks. Was it D3? Was D3 96? I, oh, I Alex. Know. Your Mighty Ducks love. Excuse me. Me too. <laughs> I saw it once. I saw the first one once without sound, and I didn't tell anyone in the room I hadn't seen it. All right. So the highest grossing films of 1996. A Time I to should, Kill was I also should, 1996. I should tell you right now. D3 this, was 96, by the way. This movie is not on the list of the highest grossing films of 1996. Surprising, uh, like, didn't do gangbusters. No, really. but but when I tell you the when I tell you the top four, you will understand why. Because it was a different time in America. Number one, <laughs> in Independence Day. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ballad, no, ballad. Number two, Twister. Oh, yeah. okay. Sick. Such a good movie. Sick. Number three, Mission Impossible. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And number four, The Rock. Yes. Yeah. Really like four of the same movie. Pretty <laughs> also like new Mission Impossible this year. New Twister in the works. Honestly, the rock we the rock we hold sacrosanct. We will never remake <laughs> or do a sequel to The Rock. It was a perfect film. To the rock. Um, these I'm looking at this list of 1996 movies. A lot of these. This is a good year, my friends. It's a very yeah. I think that's part oh, of just... why this got lost in the mix. Is like it was a very good year. What to was be... the high, what was the high gross? What did Independence Day make? 817 million dollars worldwide. It's a lot of money. This one made uh you at domestically 25.9 million. So a little less than 800. Mm. Ghost in the, the Ghost I, in the Dark. I bet it was. I bet it was profitable, though. I mean, I think like, it was. It, but budget-wise, this can't have cost that much. No, because I mean, I, I'm assuming Hanks didn't take like much of a. This was a passion project for him. I assume that right. he would have. If this was a normal casting, like if he wasn't the writer director, he would have been the biggest budget hit. The rest of it is is pretty simple. So the other <laughs> the other thing this this movie had going against it, two movies came out in the fall. And Jerry Maguire comes out around Christmas, but I think that's too late. One is Space Jam, but more importantly, especially probably for the target demographic, November 3rd, 1996, Boz Lerman's Romeo plus Juliet. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> Alex, I'll give you five minutes to soapbox. We've been clear out. Listen. <laughs> Hold up. Let her cook. Yeah. So this is... 
the same night I saw Mighty Ducks for the first time, which was what, Matt, a year or two ago, I saw yeah. Romeo and Juliet for the first time. So like I was not, my parents didn't like believe in Wait, movies. What? So I didn't see anything <laughs> in the 90s. I saw Jurassic Park like four years ago. <laughs> like, the 90s were just sort of not it for me. Romeo, but... Romeo and Juliet was so very much like people who were into young Leonardo DiCaprio. It was like, I can go see this because it's Shakespeare and mom and dad have to let me go see Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie Kennedy was in it. I'm Jamie being cultured, not well, horny. Well, because Scream also came out in 1996, which was also Jamie Kennedy. Man, there's a lot, a lot of these are like, they're, they're very Hollywood products, but they're like way edgier than the stuff that gets made now. Like I, pretty much everything we've listed has like some bite to it that I feel like we kind of have eliminated from a lot of the stuff that comes out in, in theaters today. Happy Gilmore was also in 1996, All as time. was Billy Zane's The Phantom. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Which I loved as an 11-year-old. Did you? As an 11-year-old. 11-year-old Caroline thought Billy Zane was super handsome. Titanic uh, must have here, done a number on you then. Oh, yeah, real here's, difficult. Here's one of the weirdest runs of number one films, maybe ever. This is at the start of the year. We start the year with 12 Monkeys, number one at the box office. <laughs> mm-hmm. We follow that with From Dusk Till Dawn. <laughs> and then Mr. Holland's Opus. <laughs> Real tone shift. It's a fantastic movie. Though, it is a good movie. Of course you'd pick the band movie. <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> a wonderful movie. Heartwarming. So, yes, that, that is a long way of saying I think there was just... Our our buffet table was so packed in 1996 <laughs> at the movie theater that I understand why this movie didn't get the attention that it does now. If this movie was released on Netflix today, like as a new movie, what I think it's huge, and it's like, like suits. It, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> just just like suits, just like suits, exact exact same thing. I think everyone watches this movie over the course of a weekend because it gets the word. Hey, this movie is just it's simple, it's fun, it's a hundred minutes, it's really well Charlie's acted. Charlie's Thrones in it. Is that it's it? Gorgeous. It's just a hundred minutes. Hundred and four minutes. The director's wow. cut is hundred and forty-eight minutes. Yeah. What? What's Ryan. in the director's cut? <laughs> Howie murder. Murder. It's a whole long. thing. A murder. How long whole is thing. in the director's cut? <laughs> Howie Long plays Tom Hanks's boyfriend in the director's cut. They're lovers. This blew my mind. <laughs> Howie Long's in another great film from 1996 called Broken Arrow, but that's oh, yes. he, gets, he gets kicked out of a train. That's true. That's, that's true. Not, what's it? It's not not Christian Bale, obviously. Christian. There's Slater. there's a same sex relationship yeah. subplot in this movie that they yes, cut. M- Mr. White is actually gay, although in the director's cut, Rita Wilson drops off a very drunk guy at the hotel, and Mr. White gives her like a very knowing look, like a "We're married in real life." <laughs> Like. <laughs> what did you get here? <laughs> My son Colin is also in this. Not Chet, though, huh? Not, no. Didn't make the cut. Yeah, who is, oh, who is Chet in this movie? Chet, like- Chet's, in, Chet's in the background yelling "Bomba clap." I, I bet. I He's bet, the heckler. I bet Chet. Chet was like, "Please, please, 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 let me rap over the end credits, please." <laughs> I can't believe he hasn't done like a rap cover of that thing you do. It, <laughs> it'd be that ting me do. <laughs> oh man, he is. 
I'm going to be so mad face. if you just spoke that into the universe. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's in the Patreon. Yeah, he's one of the patrons. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, shit, that's a great idea. He's a big, big listener of the podcast. This is what will get dad to love me again. <laughs> dad ting. <laughs> oh, oh no god damn it new uh, category what what is it what who would chet what would she, how would like? chet hanks ruin this movie <laughs> we picked up a new category actually a really good category <laughs> how would chet hanks get this movie canceled um does anyone else have anything not that doesn't work but any questions that need to be asked about this movie or can we move on to best scene? Best scene. Okay. You got to do best scene. There's one nomination. Yeah. There's one and it it's the scene where they come the song comes on the radio. Yes, thank you. Okay, good. It is yes. it is okay. the, Correct. it is one of the best scenes of all time. Hey, here's something new. A local Erie band's got a new record out. Just won the Mercyhurst Talent Show a couple of weeks ago. This is Erie's own it is so good and it is also the big chill there is a big chill in this in this movie and that is it it is fantastic it's perfectly executed i have questions about how big eerie actually is (laughs) and like how long the song is uh, apparently it's the size of the potion stamp that she almost inhales when it comes Ugh. on because they are all able to run slash drive slash buy themselves an army surplus jacket in the amount of time that it takes to play half of the song uh, because then they all get to the store and sing to it. I just thought they were but, all like on the town square or whatever. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I think I said what. <laughs> Erie is actually one street. Fun fact. It's just one street. <laughs> one block. One block and it's mostly an appliance store <laughs> matt how many times have you watched that scene on youtube oh man a bunch for sure i i i mean it's it's definitely the part of the movie that you want to make sure you're around for if you've just got it on if, if it's if it's on cable and you're watching it that way like that's the part that you don't get up during yeah. uh it's just it's it's such a it's such a perfect device to get everybody super on board with the band and get you emotionally invested in everything that's about to happen because you you like all of them already to some degree but like seeing seeing this big fun thing happen that they let you in on uh i mean it's it's so great it's 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 just what you want from a music movie you want you want the scene where it all finally happens for them and it could i don't think you could do it better than this what i like about it is that I imagine what we see there, every great musical artist of like modern music history has had that moment. Like I I bet they all had that moment when their first song hit the radio where they weren't famous yet. They weren't, you know, touring the world. And like, it's probably the same for everybody. It's pro- like what, what we're seeing is like almost a documentary in that one moment. It's really mm-hmm. cool. 
I thought you were going to say Captain uh, uh, Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooter. <laughs> Incredible scene. Incredible. I did. I for the sake of like keeping good notes as I usually do. I did. I did write down some other scenes that I love, but that scene for me is I yeah. watch it. I, I watch it on YouTube when I want to feel happy if the movie's on. Mm-hmm. I, I always make sure that I'm going to be around for for that scene. It is one of the most like cathartic moments in, in movie history. It's like, it, it's, it's perfection. I will say some of the others, the Mercyhurst talent show, uh, the, the first performance of the O'Neaters too fast guys too fast. real, like in, in the back of his head, like, man, Jimmy song sucks. Like let's, <laughs> let's do something different. <laughs> like a real, real YOLO moment. And then Giovanni Rubisi kind of realizes that he's been Wally pipped and he's never getting this job back. Is a lot of fun with, with with him and his cast. I was gonna um, say guy is Anthony Calandria, but then we're not gonna play him this weekend anyway. That was just for Ryan. Ryan gets it. Thank you. Thank you. No one else listening gives a shit about UVA football. Um I also like well the entire the what they really do well in the Mercyhurst talent show too is immediately after Jimmy's trying to be so punny with the stupid name of the band. Like he keeps trying like the cord vets is the dumbest cord thing I've ever vets. heard, ever heard. The herdsman <laughs> is also a shitty name. Yes. It's a shit. It's sounds so like stuck on that. It sounds like, like mercenary horseman in uh, Lord of the Rings knockoff. Well, now I'm into it. Now <laughs> yeah, actually, what's the, what's the girl group name? Are they called? Is it, it's like the, is it the Chant- Chanterelles or Chant- there's, <laughs> yeah, there's the Chanterelles? That, well, in real life, there's a Chevelles, I think too. No, that's the car. It's the Chantrelines. I just looked it up, which, as far as I know, it doesn't mean any. It doesn't mean anything, no. but it sounds right. But there's something beautiful about Steve Zahn going so neaters. He's like, no, it's wonders. So he's like, yeah, I get it, but it's the O'Neaters. And then the first show, the guy's like, the O'Neaters. The so best is when someone says O'Neaters, and he's like, it's actually the O'Netters. Yeah, that's really, <laughs> really good. Zahn is so good. I will say the dude who plays their number one fan is an actor named Sean Whalen. He is lovely on TikTok, and he did a thing about he's like he's been a minor character actor for years. He's like one of the actors that like the strike is really important for, and he did <laughs> at one point like a ranking of of like the <laughs> nicest people he worked with and a lot of the people in this movie were a lot of good reviews so uh he is he is wonderful on tiktok and it's just really interesting like him going into life as a working like just a steadily working you know actor like it's really interesting so i just want to shout that out he's got a great tiktok he played creepy sal on superstore by the way <laughs> I'm ha- I'm just glad he's still working. <laughs> glad he's getting himself out there. Uh, the other, uh, the run to the cop car at when when Mr. White mm. says, you know, you wonders are headed to L.A. and and that run and as we get to see them come up, yeah, a uh, guy, you know, put on the shades and stuff like that. That I would say is kind of a big chill moment too. Plus, that's one of I think was it Matt who asked. What the relationship between or the ending with Guy and and, and yes, Faye good point. earned that is one of the things where Guy turns yeah. around, grabs right. Faye. the only one looking for her, the only one's mm-hmm. looking out for her the entire time. Great point. Just Shit, Jimmy's Jimmy is. the first one in. I noticed this time is first the first one in the car. One in the car. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. couldn't be the, farther away from Faye. Literally the only person that really realistically has someone else to keep track of, and he's the first person in the car. Like you had one job. <laughs> 
you clown, stupid Jimmy. He has never once worried if Faye was coming. No. Not once. No. He's <laughs> should should have dumped you in Pittsburgh. <laughs> you dick. really hate I, that line. I did. I was like, that is just so cold. Like, is it is it the Pittsburgh part that offends well, you? So and much? it's not is that, that I did. It's not like. A, an actual it's just so pointed and it feels yeah. like extra cruel like i should have like, left you in this you. random city yeah. like it's not even right. like i should have left you at home is less offensive than being like i should have dumped you in pittsburgh like that's just like the middle of nowhere for them i mean i know it's like that's a what uh but... that's what robert sala is gonna say to zach wilson in like week 14 <laughs> <laughs> should have benched you in pittsburgh <laughs> Um, oh man! The TV performance—it's really, I mean, the climax of the movie. It's really our last happy moment with the group together, the group three forced together plus Wolfman. Uh, <laughs> Wolfman, yeah. shout out to Wolfman. I want to buy that set and make it my living room, that big wonder <laughs> set. I would get rid of all my furniture and just put the the wonder set in there. You would do very well on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. For uh, sure. One of the smaller scenes that I really enjoyed is because we get to like Guy is our person, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's our through line. He's the one. He's we our guy, to. you might say. Yeah, you might say that. That's sure. <laughs> um, the scene where he gets to just jam with his idol is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like because his whole thing was always kind of he became the face of the band shades like also like the drummer's cool the backbone the spine like all those things it was never he was the last like he was like the fill-in he didn't start the band he didn't you know create the song he obviously fixed it so that it was actually good jimmy um but he was along for this journey and so he was I, from what i can tell from what they show you what i absorbed whatever he was the only one that truly loved the music like when they were doing the like who's your favorite band discussion He's listening, you know, he's got these blues influences. He's the one that we see, like, listening to um, records, that's the word, Um, (laughs) and, and, like, really enjoying the technicality and the beauty of the music. And so him having kind of a, what felt like for him, a last hurrah in the first time he was in an actual recording studio, and then all of a sudden his idol comes in and they get to just kind of riff for a little bit. Like that was really cool. And instead it turned into a launching pad for him where he decided to stay in California and like do more stuff. But I really like that scene. It's just kind of, I think it's a beautiful scene. Yeah. It shows us that it guy didn't just get lucky with this one song. Mm-hmm. It's like, he's got the actual chops to do this. It gives, yeah. it gives him some credibility. That's also, this is my version of playing catch with Joe Mauer. If I ever play catch with Joe <laughs> Mauer, like that's what it's like for me. Just me. This and, is the me second or third Joe Mauer reference. So yes. by Manny, you. this will be <laughs> this me, episode. <laughs> me when I, when I go up to Cooperstown to watch him get inducted, me and him will just play catch on the just stage. Have a, and have a catch. Have sure. a catch. Me and Joe, <laughs> Joe Mauer, he's going to point at me from the stage. And like, I heard the episode. Do you want to play catch? He's, and he's going to like, you're going to elbow a child out of the way. Like, He's like, move Grayson. Like, he's like, oh, I, meant, I meant your kid. And he's, you're like, yeah, <laughs> no, I don't know him. Me, you and me. Uh, so I think we all can agree, though. It's it's the scene from the radio. Yes. Best scene in the movie. Okay. Yes. Then we're going to take our second ad break, and then we're going to get back with best quote. All right, best quote. We did mention this earlier, that pretty much everything Steve Zahn says is best quote Matt is there something in this movie that is like head and shoulders the best quote in this movie well I mentioned my the line that I think about the most earlier but I I love that scene when he turns around 
before they perform on TV. And he says, Skitch, how did we get here? Uh, just because I just got uh, the delivery, like the timing of it. I just think that's a really cool scene. Uh, you know, I'm trying. I, I, there's there's nothing else that's immediately jumping out to me, but I do I do really think, again, Charlize Theron <laughs> underrated as a comedic actor in this movie. I think she's really funny in her scenes. How long is this gonna be? <laughs> Um, Caroline, I, yeah, hit us with the Zahn stuff. Yeah, so I wrote down the like, hey, that's the Onetters, because um, I just absolutely love the delivery of that. There's also after the talent show, um, where they're talking about uh, the Chrissy, whatever, who was like, you know, because Faye comes back from the bathroom, he's like, all the ladies loved you. They were all talking about you guys. Um, and Steve Zahn goes, where was I? Like, so he couldn't remember where this woman was standing. And he goes, Oh, that's right. Playing songs on my guitar. Yeah. <laughs> and he was, it wasn't like a, where was I? Like I missed it. Like he literally could not figure out like why he didn't <laughs> see this thing happening. And he's like, Oh, that's right. I was playing songs on my guitar. Duh. Uh, I like the camper one man with a really nice camper wants to put our song on the radio. Um, and then there was uh, Hey, wasn't that our fan? <laughs> Like there's the, uh, I love the oh, I'm not here with these fellas. I got a pig in competition over at the yes! livestock pavilion, yes! and I'm going to win that blue ribbon. <laughs> that was so good. I do remember that being a huge laugh line in the theater <laughs> when I saw it. I, re- I remember the, the, the grown-ups with me losing their minds at that That was part. funny. Is the uh, there he goes off to his room to write that hit song, Alone in My Principles? That was mine. That's always been mine. And I use it on people when they try to get high and mighty. Go off and write your hit song, Alone in My Principles. You know, Hanks Hanks has a few. I have a take workshop that doesn't really have legs that Hanks might be better as a supporting character, like based off just this and Catch Me If You Can. Except but, in Elvis. Yeah, well, yes. bad, we, bad, bad prosthetics aside. Uh but when they're on the plane and it's the Lenny, why don't you go see if you can visit the cockpit? Tell him it's, Tell your, him birthday. it's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Lenny, give me the paper. Any questions? Don't ask. I'm tired of talking to you and I want to sleep. Lenny, give me that paper. Give me the paper. Lenny, why don't you go and see if you can visit the cockpit? Tell him it's your birthday. Go, go, go. <laughs> and that's yeah. like that's like what what Ryan mentioned, or I think Matt mentioned that like he's seen this happen a million times. He's dealt with a million Lennies. He's yeah. had the idiot guitarist a million times that he's had to just try yeah. to keep this guy out of trouble, one way or another. Yeah. Um. He also gives the the speech to guy at the end where he's like breaking down the band like lenny's the fool jimmy's the talent um you know and faye faye is special isn't she and you're the smart one and so mr white knows yeah and that that, that's a good one too but i personally am going with the thing about the 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 pig in the livestock show because that always (laughs) that, (laughs) that always kills me that's a good one all those are good um most athletic moment. This um... chasing the horse. That's the exactly what I thought of. Chasing the horse. <laughs> I wanted to see the final pictures from that. Like I really wanted them to like ha- show us 
of like magazine cover in that little transition thing that they're doing and and i wanted to see the before and after the behind the scenes and the final shot like it was an instagram post <laughs> yeah Le- least athletic moment is giovanni rubisi yes. attempting to jump over the fire yes. hydrant that's guys tough. he fell <laughs> that's if, if we're talking about who we are in this movie i'm that like i i try to jump over <laughs> jump over a parking meter and i just i just bust my ass and break my arm <laughs> Um, the Lenny Harris Pinch Hitter Award for Best Supporting Character. I know Matt's pick. <laughs> well, who's in it too much? <laughs> no, I have to give a different answer at a certain point, Carolina. <laughs> this, becomes, I, this becomes problematic. So here's my question. How much is Tom Hanks in it? A fair amount, I'd say. He's a supporting, he's a supporting character. Like, is because I feel like he's in it about the same amount as like the dad. Maybe a little more. He's in a, so he gets the the scene. We we obviously have the scene with him in the in the Chinese restaurant where he signs the band. Um, bits and Maybe pieces throughout the run. He might be in a little too much. The band, the whole band, obviously. Minus, and and Liv Tyler. Yeah. Yeah, minus Giovanni Rubisi. I think the lead. If we take Tom Hanks out of it, for me, it's between Charlize and the dad. <laughs> the dad you're obsessed with the dad i don't know why i thought he was so funny the way that he was like when he was reading the newspaper he's like imagine having to stay open on a sunday the whole rant about the whole rant about telemark loves a dad like (laughs) telemark they got shoe shining kits now man man needs a kit to shine his shoes (laughs) (laughs) i related to him I do love a dad. That is true. I see see myself in these fathers. Let me see that. See what Telemark's up to here today? Oh, here's here's something. Look here. Hey, come on in. Shoe polisher kit. Me? People can't sure. even get a, a brush and a rag out and shine their shoes anymore. They got to have a shoe polisher kit. Oh boy, movie cameras now. <laughs> movie cameras. Jiminy Christmas. Look here. Barbecue grill for $7.89. What is it? Appliance store? Hardware store? You don't even know. They got everything. They got it all. Open on Sunday from 12 to 6. You know, I don't believe I want to live in a country where you have to stay open on Sunday to do business. You shouldn't have to work on Sunday to support a family, should you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's put that paper away. Let's just take that right yeah, now. Let's get it out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go Charlie's. I don't know if you've heard, she had some really good comedy delivery in this movie. <laughs> Plus, she absolutely crushed using that weird, the old time. Look at the stuff that women have to do to look beautiful. She dried her hair, or she rolled her hair, like put the rollers in, and then had the like at home hood attachment with the hair dryer thing night? in it <laughs> every night. You're not doing that? I mean, Guy had to put on a pair of sunglasses, so just equally, e- equally difficult. <laughs> I do love, I do love that part where he's trying to do like a funny voice and be charming on the phone, and she just sort of like looks at the <laughs> phone and hangs Spartacus it up. This thing is so corny. Like I love Tom Everett Scott. I love everything he does, but the Spartacus thing I could have done without, honestly. It's so, it is, so it's stupid. so embarrassing. Alex it's so like, embarrassing, Shh. and the fact that she no sells it makes it even funnier. Like. That would give me the ick. If I were in a relationship yes. with him, I'd be like, oh my God, Tom Scott, you're so hot, blah, blah, blah. And then three weeks in, if he did that, no. Done. You're, you're yes, but here's the thing. You would you would tolerate it the first time. Mm-hmm. Yes. The problem yes, yes, is yes. time number five, where you're like, yes. this is not going to be a bit. I guess yes. not. No. Okay, so the this. thing is, what 
what is that now? What is his Spartacus? Like, what is his Spartacus now? You mean like, what would give what me would the ick? Yeah, yeah. What, <laughs> what well, movie would he be? What movie Borat. would he be quoting Borat. though? Right. <laughs> My wife. My wife. Yes. yes. Definitely up there. Yes. Um, yeah. I think anyone who earnestly quotes Anchorman still to this day. I knew you were going to say Anchorman. <laughs> like, but doesn't like follow with a laugh, like, haha, old movie. Sure, you know, Anchorman sure. quotes. If they sincerely do that. And my boyfriend did that the other day. <laughs> I was just like, that's a joke, Sir. right? Because Anchorman came out 20 years ago. That's a, you're kidding, right? Tell me you're kidding. Please tell me well, you're kidding. Wait. Alex, can we hear what the Anchorman reference was specifically? I'm trying to remember because it followed a 40 year old virgin one, and that threw me off anyway. But it was like, it was the Maybe dumb dating doctor. a time traveler. <laughs> it, it was the dumb. <laughs> it was the doctor scene, like Doctor Jim Richards. <laughs> it was so dumb, but it's fine. I'm just saying that's a pretty good one. If you got to make an anchor, you have reference. to make one. You can make that one. Sure. Was yeah. it like it was a pleats of my pants one? <laughs> Was a rich, wasn't a sex rich mahogany. Wasn't a Six Panther reference. Yeah, no. right. Yeah, oh, actually. Well, I was gonna say, you know, another one that I'm glad kind of stopped, even though it was really funny, is the like Rule seventy six, play like a champion. Do you remember when everybody was saying that? Yeah, like, the the, we the wedding crash of stuff. I'm was, surprised we didn't get yeah. more. Someone someone literally threw a trident over the weekend. Yes, so we're, yes. we might be re-entering a <laughs> that era anchorman period. Yeah. Escalated mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. Go go, Bobcat. Caroline baby. wants to do it. Caroline wants to be that person. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I gotta take all those quotes off my quote board. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta take it out of my aim profile. <laughs> oh God. Um. As far as supporting character, I do just want to shout out Bill Cobbs as Del Paxton. Lovely, lovely little two scene appearance. And then uh, Chris Ellis, who is a, a great that guy. He plays Phil, the man with the nice camper, who's also makes them a stew. You don't get that kind of service anymore when you yeah. sign contracts. When I when I took my job, zero stew. Absolutely none. So, Did you ask? Yeah, That might be the problem, actually. You get it if you don't ask for it. A homemade stew out of your camper. When He's Jimmy all... pushes it away, like that's the most relatable moment for Jimmy is where he's like, "Absolutely not." <laughs> it's also the sign of a bad guy, though. You gotta try. You gotta try the stew. It's no, that's his rapper's delight. True person. story. When I interviewed at SB Nation with Ryan, he offered me oatmeal, <laughs> he's which like, is a breakfast office. stew at the office. At the office, <laughs> we're like at his house or anything. We was got it, in a trailer. Was, was it, it, was it in a big? Made? Was it in a big yeah, pot was... though? Was Ryan just like scooping out of a big pot? <laughs> Ryan, I will... he was in charge the of the kitchen, just like like would you like, like some she, gruel. Like she's what Oliver Twist. What people don't know is that Vox Media is actually a minimum security prison. So... <laughs> it's true. It's true. I will never, I will never unhear that oatmeal is a breakfast stew. Whoever just said that. <laughs> it's a breakfast stew. Can I interest you in a breakfast stew? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Did you did you accept the oatmeal? Was that part Ryan, was that part of a test? Was that was No. Like, no. It was just Fox had like the snack area. They like You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna retcon this. Yes. This is my leadership test for people is to see how much oatmeal they are willing to eat <laughs> first thing when I meet them. 
It's a it's a it's Rorschach like test. You you put the oatmeal meal. in the bowl and then what you're like, these, all right, what? which SEC head coach does that bowl of oatmeal look it's a, like? It's a curve. <laughs> if you won't eat any oatmeal, you're too stubborn. Won't work with you. If you eat too much oatmeal, you're greedy and selfish, and I won't work with you. <laughs> two bowls. I need you to eat two bowls of oatmeal right in front of me. That's going to my book about leadership. <laughs> But honestly, that would be a very espionation way to initiate someone. <laughs> Two bowls of oatmeal now. 100%. Like, I have oh, a gluten. Man. I don't care. Like putting raisins in it. Noted. He's like writing a little notepad. That would go with uh, with Dan Campbell's psycho coffee order, where it's like he pairs that with, an, with a gallon of oatmeal that he eats out of a cutout gallon milk jar. So and he knows ev- he's getting a gallon. Everybody loves Dan Campbell. Everybody. So... <laughs> Is it such well, a bad idea? I mean, nanny's on. To we've definitely else. seen we've definitely seen worse uh, litmus tests for hiring people for sports media jobs, <laughs> like today. But <laughs> grit. Anyway, Guys, let's be gritty. Be gritty on the show. <laughs> Must be willing to get yelled at. <laughs> much like that tweet, none of you are getting paid for this. <laughs> Elite candidates don't ask about money. Elite candidates don't ask. They do it for the love of the game. They're here for the oatmeal. God damn it! Can can I pay my rent in oatmeal? If you if you're a good enough negotiator, you can. (laughs) Just oatmeal packets. You're like, what do I I owe you this week, Caroline? I promise you, there's somebody in New York City right now who is successfully paying their rent in oatmeal. Yeah, (laughs) it's not a nice apartment. You wouldn't want to live there, but they're living the goddamn dream. I watched one too many come check out this apartment in New York with me. And now that's like, I get one every four TikToks. And every time I sit there and I watch it and then I go, $10,000. (laughs) (laughs) And then I really go to the comments and someone's like, for that much, I could buy a house in Illinois. And they're like, but then you'd have to live in Illinois. It's like a whole thing. So I love it. No notes. (laughs) This is going great. Uh, (laughs) Defend the villain. Who wants to step up and be Jimmy's lawyer? Yeah. I would assume Jim. I would assume Jimmy's the villain here. Jimmy is no the one villain. Else. Jimmy is the villain. All right. Is there a case to be made that the music industry is the villain? No, Jimmy. All right. All right. Never mind. Forget it. Thank, thank you, improv partner Caroline. <laughs> yes, and um, the thing is you can defend Jimmy for just being like the talented dick. Like apparently Jimmy's got allegedly some song, like he did write that thing. He wrote all the songs. A couple of them were hits. He made some hits for the herdsmen. Like apparently Jimmy did have some musical talent. You can't defend him for just being the worst boyfriend of all time. Well, that's the thing. Guy was a real musician. Guy was a jazz drummer Yes, and he wasn't a dick. Jimmy was basic as fuck. Look, yeah. I love the songs, but they're basic chord progression. You doing that thing you do. I know. It was like a Whoa. lyrical genius. It's not Go even on. that long. It's really not even that long. <laughs> not, you know, I'm just saying, like, it's fine for, like, 60s pop music, but he really thought he was guy caliber. And guy yeah. knew he was guy caliber and just wasn't a dick. Mm-hmm. Oh. Maybe you Wait, all we're doing already... the wrong. We're, we're doing the wrong thing here. Hold on. <laughs> Maybe you all have covered. This turn, defend the villain into like attack Jimmy Moore. <laughs> how how old roughly are the wonders? The 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 members of forty five. Well, I feel like 22, 23. I think they're in their early. So Guy mentions that he served overseas in Germany, 
So yeah, I got real confused about that. Fair. Okay, but yeah. So well, I mean, it doesn't he's probably necessarily meaning a war. Yeah, but... yeah. Well, it probably <laughs> just, so it it takes place in '64. So we could say that guy enlisted, did his time, like spent spent some time overseas, and they're probably in their early twenties. It doesn't seem like anyone but guy has a job, which is interesting. Right. Um, yeah, he could probably do like four years and enlist at eighteen. And, so, so yeah. let's say, for sake of argument, let's say Jimmy is twenty-four. The only yeah. defense I have is this: so many twenty-four-year-old men are terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's fair. nothing. There's nothing particularly villainous about it. It's just an unfortunate reality. That's yeah. it. That's all I have. That's I fair. That's totally the agree. There's there's nothing shitty about 24 year old Jimmy as a boyfriend that you're like that's shocking and I've never seen a 24 year old do that. Before. He's he's on par. Yeah. 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 And Jacqueline yeah. pointed out uh, when we were watching it last night that Mr. White asks, you know, oh, how long have you and Jimmy been together? And and she says two and a half years and he gives the Mr. White version of like spitting out his coffee. He's like two and a half years in 1964. <laughs> You're not wed. He's never proposing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, oh man. All right. The Peter Gallagher award for the hottest person in this movie. A lot of contenders. Everybody back off the three point line. Let Caroline square up. I think you have to go on the fella's side. It's Tom Everett Scott. I mean, Jimmy is a handsome fella, but he's not, you know, it's not my thing. It's fine. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any remotely close to any other Not Kevin Pollack. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot to dad. mention him for Lenny Harris. It's yeah. the dad. Yeah. Um, but... The Vicksburgs in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Jacqueline wanted wanted me to point out that uh, when they're recording, doing the first recording of that thing you do, that Uncle it's Bob Chris, is actually yeah. is actually good looking. And it's Chris, well, Isaac. Chris Isaac. Uncle Bob is Chris Isaac. Yeah. Chris yeah. Isaac. Of course he's good yeah. looking. Noted, noted hot man, yes. Chris Isaac. I was say, like, how do you put Chris Isaac in your movie? He doesn't sing at all, but fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, so even though I still think Tom Everett Scott is beautiful, back in, you know, whenever I saw the movie in the late 90s, because I definitely didn't see it in theaters, um, it was definitely Tom Everett Scott, but like at my age now, if I were to watch that movie, it would be Steve Zahn, like personality wise. So it's like he's he's one and of he's those. Not a ba- he's not a he's bad not a bad looking guy, guy either. No, and he's the no. funniest one. And that like I think you just get older, and yeah. you're like I'm just done putting up with the bullshit, and I just need someone. <laughs> She's like Tom laugh. Hanks. If you ever get done with Howie, you drop Howie Long. I'm right here. <laughs> you call me up. Uh, otherwise, I really do think, uh, like I said, both. The answer is Brian Cranston. He's <laughs> <laughs> an astronaut. <laughs> Wouldn't it be sexier? Uh, both Liv Tyler and Charlize Theron are gorgeous in this. Just gorgeous. If you say yeah. so. I don't really, I don't really have <laughs> Was she in this? <laughs> you don't have eyes. <laughs> I didn't know that was her. <laughs> really? Is that the same Charlize? That one? It's a, wow. She um, didn't age. She didn't age well at all. Huh? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, drinking game. This one has an obvious drinking game. Every when the song's that playing, thing you do every plays. time that thing you do plays. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's that's the easiest, most layup drinking game. Yeah. There's like to to. Why pass up on the easy one, frankly? Yeah. 
every yeah. time guy puts on his glasses oh that's Ooh, good too. actually that's puts them good. on that's good yeah. yeah i like that uh best time worst time i think guy is the best time he joins a band he gets the girl he's cool yeah. he gets to jam out with his idol he ends up having a like a job that he enjoys. Moves to Washington State. Mm-hmm. Nice. That <laughs> so was like that was the most random part of that like end cap. Like, why did we need? Well, it's to a know? wonderful <laughs> conservatory. Like that's they're just trying oh, to make a point. That, okay, like, got it, got it, got it. Okay, he's a real musician, like, and like he didn't necessarily want fame. He wanted to be a serious. Musician. Yes. Okay. Now I'm tracking. I was like, I don't understand what's happening here. Diane Dane is having a real bad time, I would say. Yeah, Diane Poor Dane Diane. is clearly on the downswing. She's she's uh, she's very she is in a she is in a very dark period of her life. How how many divorces do we think Diane Dane has at that three. point? And at that three? point or in her whole life? At that point. Probably three. Three, but with one person. <laughs> <laughs> I will say TB player leaves the most popular band in the country and goes to Vietnam. So that's and gets injured because he gets a purple heart. I believe two purple hearts. Yeah, he gets he gets hurt. I think Labisi has the worst time. Yeah, I was gonna say Giovanni. Like, like he doesn't get to benefit from any of the up. He always like it's one thing when you're like Pete Best and it's like oh the Beatles were a whole you know. I have to deal with that. But it's probably weirder to be like, oh, I didn't even get to be part of the one hit wonder. Yeah. Like, yeah. It sucks. And and he had to watch, he watched the TV broadcast yes. with the guy who replaced him's parents. Yes. 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 Like, he, like, couldn't you, couldn't invite him? Like, he doesn't even get, show? he doesn't even get a, like, here's where he ended up, right? Yeah. Nope. Like, no, like, he does not. Like, no. that's, that's how bad it was for Rabi. He doesn't oh, get the he... band of, he doesn't get the band of brothers, like, end card. Right. No. Right. <laughs> it's like we, the I guy. Think of, I was thinking, like, Ken Burns' Civil War. <laughs> it's like the guy who left in sync. So here's the thing about NSYNC. Wait, somebody I left in sync. Right. Yeah, I don't so know if here's I know the this thing. story. Every letter of NSYNC, the story has always been that it's the last letter of all of their names, right? So there was a guy before Lance, there was a guy named Jason. He left the band. So Jason is the N, Chris is the S, Joey is the Y, Justin is the N, and then JC is the C. So when Jason left, they like really liked their name. So when Lance came in, they're like, what if we told people his name was Lanston? And like that... <laughs> In every magazine, everything you ever see, it says his name is Lanston Bass. Lanston Bass. Oh, oh my no god! No one even knew that's why they what came a, up with the name. A, it doesn't what matter. A, what yeah. a fucking Gilmore Girls ass name, Lanston I Bass. I know. So yeah, poor Jason. Wherever he is, he had to watch them become the biggest boy band in the world. Yeah, yeah. That's tough. That's tough. Giovanni Rubisi definitely ends up as the uh, he's managing Villapianos or whatever that, <laughs> yeah. that restaurant in. Yeah. And it, I think it's time for us to go six deep because we have another another special guest <laughs> <laughs> from the Athletic. It's Nicole Auerbach. Hi, <laughs> It's a party. Oh my god! You got here at a perfect time, Nicole. You got to get us back on track. <laughs> Oh no, what did you what did you guys do? Nicole's coming in like she's coming in like Mariana Rivera. She's coming to throw cutters and make us get through categories. 
You know, I tried to come in earlier and then I forgot. And it, it was when I needed to. It was when I needed to. First of all, congratulations, Kyle. Thank you. Thank you so much. So <laughs> 300 shows. I'm so... I'm I I said this earlier when Mike popped on. I was not emotionally ready to handle any pop-ins or praise. <laughs> so I'm very, very <laughs> grateful. It's okay. Don't worry. Caroline will cry and then you'll feel back I, to normal. <laughs> Every time someone's come in, I'm like, well, yay. I know. <laughs> Nicole, are, have you seen that thing you do? I have not. Um <laughs> You and Mike have homework. <laughs> the O'Neaters. This feels yes, like a movie that Jeff. I Yes. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff's time. Jeff's in. seen it's it. Jeff in nice. Uh, do you want to put a shirt on first? <laughs> okay. All right. No, let's do uh, what. Uh, hold hold let, red up like a top. Oh, okay, let's do what we. Yay. Let's do what we did for Caroline during Smokey and the Bandit. Nicole, what do you think this movie is about? What do you think the plot <laughs> oh, God. is? Jeff, no answers from Jeff. No, no clues. Jeff, hush. No clues. Is it a, is it, is it a romantic movie? Uh, Someone. Not, primarily, not primarily. How but... about how about yeah. you look at the poster? The, I remember watching that so much on VHS and thinking it was like the height of of cinema. And... So correct. Yes. And you were right. You were yes. absolutely right. Speaking of um, the height of anything, look at this Iowa football T-shirt. What? Let me live. It's a rock queen. We have to support our guys, okay? It's all they have. Iowa is about small town values, just like that thing you do. This wow. is Ryan. He's celebrity that hot is, tub on Twitter. That actually kind of actually does check out. They also bit. they also score once and then never again. Right. It's one of my actual That's favorite right. references that I feel like I still make to this day. Is like, oh, the O'Neaters, and like no one knows what you're talking about. It's like, well, clearly you guys don't watch movies you know hey, it's well, the I wonder what so, happened so to the O'Neaters this is part of it I don't well I've discovered I watch TV shows more than I watch movies which is why I've been on the Ted Lasso episodes of this show and not the movies um but I will work on it but I, I had to make her watch Dark Knight Rises no Dark Knight she had never seen that she had never seen Just Mercy this is a podcast never... oh sorry <laughs> this podcast has turned into Jeff just dragging all the I things to go I thought this was a FaceTime or like a house party I don't know what you no, no. Very much. do you guys remember that one week where house party was an app that everyone used yes remember that? Um, what a time what a time. I probably should have told him that this is a podcast. What if what if somebody cuts this movie into, I don't know, three parts and just tells Nicole this is a like limited television series? <laughs> <laughs> it's an anthology it's, series. It's, well, here, it's, wait, here's another question. Is there any murder involved? Because no, that would be immediate. No. Okay. No. Well, just tell me that there was. You could kind of imagine. Those. You could imagine a murder happening. Yeah. I gotta come hey, up with something for Keith Morris. Yeah. So have you guys actually been doing the categories on this show? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe? yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm, shocked. <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm a little surprised when you're able to do that when I'm not on one of the I episodes. know. It's incredible. I mean, Nicole, I will say we have been recording for one hour and 55 minutes. So. <laughs> <laughs> this this movie, we we will go longer than this movie. movie we actually, yeah. we have. This uh, movie is 104 yeah. minutes. Go longer than yeah. the director's okay. cut. <laughs> well, uh, as as I have not seen this movie, I'm going to bow out here. Um, <laughs> let you guys get back to it. Um, but I'm very excited to all cry six ways as Guardian of the Galaxy 3. So I'll be there. Oh, yes. oh wait. No, Endgame. Sorry. Endgame. Yeah, Endgame. 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 Or Endgame. But also 
all and of Nicole can attest to my well and I, Jeff sadly had to sit next to me the second Guardians of the Galaxy 3 started I was weeping instantly I'm instantly. never I'm never watching <laughs> it so again shook. I'm so never shook. never watching it again was, she was crying and like there wasn't any words five seconds in the room, like all, all, all they've done is ask you to turn your cell phone off what the hell <laughs> no, Nicole Kidman talking Harvard, about the Harvard, lights like, dimming <laughs> the raccoons are like dying immediately so like, to be fair <laughs> the baby raccoon but, like, I, this was my first time meeting her it was the first time and it was like <laughs> I saw all the range of emotions and I didn't know how to it actually it was only one one emotion it wasn't really yeah. a range Caroline <laughs> plays and, it like the movie cool. started and I hear sniffling <laughs> Like yeah. immediately, I have and to I, ask I was... them for more napkins. <laughs> yes. Okay. Why are you having a in bed? Are you okay? <laughs> she was not. She was not. Okay. You guys need to finish your movie preview or re- recap. It's been two hours. Um, Jeff is auditioning. Jeff is auditioning to be on the next movie. Yes. <laughs> Kyle, you should have Jeff come on. He we'll see movies. Jeff next week. <laughs> Dark Knight rises. A, he gave a thumbs up. <laughs> Thanks, All Nicole. Right. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Nicole. Bye. Thank so you. Love you guys. Bye. Finish the episode eventually. Bye. <laughs> I, just... I love that Nicole dro- Nicole dropped in and said, "You guys need to wrap this shit." Up. That's what she does when she's on the show. She's like, yeah. "Okay, stop." Uh, episodes yeah, with Nicole. Going... Uh, yeah, they're done quicker. I yeah. think it's very telling that the person who successfully got in. <laughs> said the congratulations, bantered a little, and left, is by far the most professionally successful of all <laughs> The person true. who's like, no, I'm not going to waste two hours bullshitting about this movie. I know. But this movie from 1996. Way more successful than the rest of us. <laughs> like, I've got to be on NBC. Like, like, I know how you job. define success. Yeah, excuse like, me. Matt and I have a podcast together. Whatever. Oh, man. Um... Well, to get back to the categories, the Keith Morrison Dateline episode from this movie. Oh, boy. This one's tough. Not a lot of Alex, we'll see you later. (laughs) This is boring. (laughs) Oh, it was just one band. (laughs) They thought they had a hit on their hands, but then. You sound like someone. Who is it? It's, it's definitely Keith not Morrison. Keith Morrison. Morrison. It's a little, it's a little uh, oh. Vincent Price at the beginning of the thriller monologue. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that, and then I was like, they're going to laugh at me and darkness, say that's stupid. Darkness oh. creeps across the land. <laughs> that's exactly what darkness I thought of. creeps across. Uh, the the Oneiders <laughs> looked like <laughs> they had a bright future until drummer came across dark times. Was it an accident? Was it on purpose? Was it murder? Was it murder? No, he survived. But <laughs> the night on Dateline, we find out the true history of one hit wonders, the Oneiders. <laughs> Do that? Go, whoa. <laughs> that's that's, 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 that's her interpretation. That's Vincent that's the, doing Vincent <laughs> That's the Bill Hader edition when he does it. He's like, well, well like Bill Hader is very good at both Keith Morrison and Vincent Price. So. Yes, that's right. That's right. Well, I am neither of them. I'm doing my best. <laughs> the Dateline yeah, episode right. is the second the TV performance is done, Rabisi murders Guy's family in a jail. <laughs> 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 it burns the house down.
I should have just done it like it was Zodiac because <laughs> I just watched that like this week. Like, oh, you went to this creepy basement. Oh, yeah, Caroline like? Caroline texted me Did this week. Did you watch Zodiac like... for fun? <laughs> she texted me this week and said, She just likes the San Francisco shot. Today's fun background movie, Zodiac. Zodiac is a, what the fuck? <laughs> she also. She just like. She likes watching people have picnics. She was also today watching Sweet Magnolias. And she's like, who is this for? I'm like, you. It's for you. I need the background noise. Oh, God. I oh, I got to fold laundry. I think I'll put Nightcrawler on. <laughs> the stuff that I've watched this week includes Zodiac, Sweet Magnolias. I've watched like three Netflix rom-coms at various points. Um, and I watched Annihilation this week. <laughs> Yeah, that was the other one. She's just she's like, I, I of all the movies I expected Caroline to say that she, <laughs> that she chose deliberately to watch. She's like, this movie's kind of cool, you know. It's like sort of about cancer and how it's <laughs> people from all different walks of life. It was like Sunday morning at like eleven. <laughs> Yeah, I went and had lunch with Caroline. She was watching Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> that was, was what weird. I was going to say. Next time she needs to pick me up to watch Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just like, oh, Real I've feel about gooder. this okay. All right. Anyway. <laughs> There's no rhyme or reason to any of this. It's fine. I once watched Thor Ragnarok every day for like two weeks that when it was on Netflix. That makes more sense, though. That's, That's also in TNT every day. Jack it's, watched yeah. the Polar Express every day for two years. <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry. Between ages like two and four, because talk about some trains. some Tom Hanks, some. some, <laughs> some... Um, you know what? Bring it back. When my when my daughter was two, we watched Coco probably every day. Oh to my the point, god! Oh. To the emotional point where I, damage. I don't find Coco sad anymore. I no. gotta tell you, I find it. I find it a beautiful story about letting go. <laughs> no, no, that's Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Who was it? Was it? Um... Kofi or Zito, Zito online that was like the, whatever the stolen version slaps. It's a banger. He oh, took that Coco, shit. Yes, 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 yes. And, and made right. it a banger. He's not wrong. It's a, it's the same thing here. Like yeah. you make them, you make it faster, and it's like, yep. Now it's a great song. And everyone was like, "How could you say that?" that Adam just that. asked me. He's like, "Are you still on?" If he's seen that thing, you do bring it on. Uh, <laughs> roster so roster moves. Which character is Air Bud? Steve Zahn is he too all too much already? Steve Zahn is literally Air Bud. <laughs> He's already a golden retriever. <laughs> Ethan Embry's pretty pretty say, uh, yeah. golden retriever. Yeah. <laughs> if it's Charlize, <laughs> Air Bud's wearing the little leg hat thing. No, it's Cran- it's Cranston. Sorry, it's Brian Cranston. <laughs> it's Cranston again. What if it's the guy who's the head of Playtone who screams at Jimmy with a oh, bunch of sandwich yeah. in his mouth? And oh, that's what's just his Air name? Bud. He was <laughs> in The Godfather. The Godfather. Right. <laughs> is, oh, wait, is he, is he Mo Green in The Godfather? Yes. Is that him? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah. I'm Mo Green. Is this The Godfather? <laughs> I haven't will seen you just talk you the whole time me? so I can't actually watch it and teach me everything I need to know? Godfather is art. <laughs> Uh, I wanna push you. We can't. We can't talk about the Godfather anymore, Kyle. We, we, it needs like a five-year moratorium. We've, we've gotten canceled Barbie's from talking, talking the Godfather. What if? Uh, what if Airbud is uh, is Guy's dad, and Airbud's reading no, no, the ad from Telemark? Pissed about working on Sundays. <laughs> yes. 
there's a lot of options. A lot. I mean, ev- almost everyone in this movie works for Airbud. It's pretty uni- yeah. pretty universal Airbud movie. <laughs> um, the Big Chill. We have already pretty much decided that is the. Yep. I you know I would say the the scene of them running through the streets, the songs on the radio. I think too when they come up with the gold jackets when they're on TV. Like this, this movie just makes me feel things. It's wonderful. Yeah, those are. Yes, we extensively discuss that film. Then last category, before more restore, would you rather see a prequel, sequel, or remake? I feel like a prequel, I like that's guy in Germany. I think we're probably good. I don't want a prequel, that's boring. (laughs) I want the sequel that's now Steve Zahn running the casino. Absolutely. A a movie with Steve Zahn running a casino would just be a good time, even if he's not. Yeah. Yeah. Why hasn't there been a good movie like a, a casino comedy? Because we've had casino. Have you never seen Vegas Vacation? Yeah. But like but like yeah. the inner workings. Like I need like a What was that Las Vegas show that had like <laughs> with James, James Con back at James <laughs> Con just Duhamel. taking paychecks? Casino's funny for a little while. <laughs> especially especially the head in the vice scene. That's a great that's a bunch yeah. of hoots. <laughs> Oh, it sounds like a real light watch I should add to my rotation. <laughs> is, is the, does the hangover count as a casino comedy? I it think ha- so. It has the they're moment. for sure in they're they're in the casino. He's on the yeah, roof sure. of Caesars, yeah. right? Caesars. The whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert. God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if I ruined that for anybody. I mean, I is a sequel what guy te- I mean, the sequel would be the wonders reunite, especially in like the nostalgia. But I don't want to see that. I want to see that. What what it's... year would they reunite? Because eventually someone would get them together for, for a performance, they, especially because Jimmy get, was still famous. They would get hired in the early nineties to play at the American Adventure Pavilion in Epcot. <laughs> <laughs> it's very specific. <laughs> it's either that or it's like two thousand two. Oh. Like post 9 yeah. 11, like back to American values kind of thing, which would also just be kind of depressing. And we are back to six deep. Here's <laughs> Fox Sports. Here's Adam Amin. Oh my God. Hey, Adam. <laughs> and he's muted. <laughs> he's driving. He's driving. He's driving. This, this is super, this is probably super dangerous, but we're. We had to do it for the big show. Yay! Yay! All kinds of royalty coming through. How many episodes did Adam do? He just did the one, right? I think he just did one of the Ted Lasso episodes. episodes, So this is number two. The one where (laughs) I bullied him into admitting that I got him to watch Ted Lasso. He 100% did. And, like, that's the other thing. Like, I have no ownership at all compared to the rest of you. Any piece or, or stake of ownership of this podcast. I did one episode. The rest of you are so good at this, but I just wanted to call it and say, hey, you guys are awesome. And Kyle, I'm really happy and proud of you. And I just wanted to say hello. What well, a thank you so much. episode, yeah. right? I know. <laughs> like The title is going to be so long because it's usually with who's on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but now, now he's got to decide the order that it goes. That's going to be awkward. I know I'm going to be at the back. We might go alphabetical. <laughs> Adam, have you seen? We're putting Adam first. <laughs> <laughs> he pops in for the 45 seconds. <laughs> Adam, have you seen yeah. that thing you do? I've seen that thing you do, but it's been many, many years. 
And yeah, my my ninety seconds on this podcast is going to justify me being in front of everybody else. That'll be that's great. fair. Perfect. That's fair. Actually, I actually might do that. <laughs> people, people are going to expect more from me, and they're going to be like, "This guy showed up and did absolutely no work." This that's exactly it. it. I got that's an A on the I got an A on the project for just showing up and taking notes. It's people worth will mentioning, stay though. The end. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's worth mentioning that Adam was like a music drama kid in high school, so. He wasn't what, what instruments? I played the violin and I was an all state jazz singer, an all state madrigal singer, and an all state theater actor. He was I'm the guy pretend he said magical. Oh. Yeah. Magical theater. <laughs> magical singer. theater. <laughs> Adam, Adam, what is your favorite movie about music? Oh man, that's a great question. I love Hustle and Flow. Is that a great answer? Is that a terrible yes. answer? Oh, we didn't tell you that answer. That's a, that's a great answer. Ryan, it's funny really you asked that it. because we, me, Caroline, and Matt talked about that earlier. So that's actually, mm. let's bring it at full circle. Okay. That's, Talk about that, Hustle and Flow? No, just like what's <laughs> favorite like music. Podcast. Yes. Favorite music movies or like band movies. Yeah. Hustle I, and I Flow feel like rules. Hustle and Flow is, is right up there because it's like, just that, like they're he's, they're walking you through an entire production of a song, and I was just thought that was really cool. And the songs themselves are like pretty decent, like yeah, yeah. I think they're rock solid, and they speak to, as Alex will glowingly say, like speak to the city of Memphis, and I'm sure that makes that her track. and every mem memphite Memphian very happy. So. Is it Memphian? Yeah. It's Memphian, but I wanted to say Memphite because I thought that would sound funnier. Also, yeah. you have picked the movie that gave Three Six Mafia an Oscar. That's right. One of the one of the greatest moments in our culture's history. Three Six Mafia has has an Academy Award, and a lot of people don't. And I think that provides some balance to the world that's necessary. Frankly. That's Three, Memphis, baby. Three Six Mafia <laughs> got their Oscar before uh, before Martin Scorsese got his Oscar. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Maybe if he made comic books. That's, that's why he's so mad. <laughs> that's why, that's why he's so angry. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, he's not angry at cinema. He's angry at crunk southern <laughs> hip hop more than anything else. <laughs> Which is very uncommon for people of his age and background. So it's kind of yeah. he, he heard the name Juicy J and he just lost his fucking mind. <laughs> 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 Juicy oh J. Nobody, nobody calls him that. That's what we call Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> how dare, how dare this rap star take Joe Pesci's pressure and precious nickname away from him? Uh, another legend of music, Joe Pesci. By the way, yeah, little little Joe sure can sing. Yeah, yeah. what? Yeah, yeah, Joe. Frank Vincent. I am learning so much here. Did, did y'all? I I so I told coworkers this today. Did y'all know Terry Bradshaw had a song hit the yes. Billboard Top 100? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Excuse me. Was this was this like a novelty song? No. That no. That it's a cover. Player? It's a cover of a Hank Williams song. I forget which song it is, but Terry Bradshaw released like five country albums. Yeah, he did. Wow. What? So yes. Terry Bradshaw was also a one-hit wonder. Yes. <laughs> he was a one-hit wonder. He and and a Super Bowl champion. And wasn't he also? A co-star in like multiple romantic comedies. Yeah, he was his failure to watch. Yeah. Yes, he was, like, he was definitely the dad. He was definitely Matthew McConaughey's dad, right? Yeah, him, him, and Kathy Bates were Matthew McConaughey's parents. <laughs> you Kathy Bates? Can you imagine being Kathy Bates? And you're like, oh, this is great. We got a nice, fun 
rom-com with some two young, attractive stars that are coming into their own. Who's gonna? Which quality actor did you get to play my husband? <laughs> Terry Bradshaw comes in. Adam Oscar Amin, winner Kathy Bates. Adam Amin, <laughs> Terry Bradshaw, two music and theater loving kids who ended up in broadcasting. If there's so much that connects the two of us, Terry and I, <laughs> often confused uh, for each other. Often, I, I've always, I've always considered him a kindred spirit, and I'm sure many people have mistaken us for father and son before. So. They're gonna remake Twins, but it's them. <laughs> it's Adam and Terry Bradshaw. One watch. Would watch. Would, would participate. Yeah. In, in movie. If if you can, Adam, if you can get Terry Bradshaw to do the confrontation from Les Mis with you, <laughs> that would be the greatest <laughs> moment in in media history. I just want you to know. I'm, we're gonna we're gonna do Being Alive from Into the Woods or from, from Miss Saigon or something like that. Well, I just wanted to yeah, say dear. congratulations to Kyle and to all of you. On the pod, and this is awesome, and I love you all very much. This is great. See you. Yeah. to have you back very Bye. soon. See you, Adam. Adam. See you guys. <laughs> well, what a show. This For has been record, an extremely normal Terry episode. Bradshaw, Terry Bradshaw is Javert. I just want to make that very. <laughs> yeah, I was going to yeah. ask. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going to ask this whole thing. But yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, have, I have no idea what to use on TikTok from this episode. Um, Ryan's like finally this notebook by the way thanks for not bringing up the anchorman thing when he was (laughs) 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 sorry man with that being said we just like make an anchorman joke when he pops on (laughs) yes I knew it was back (laughs) Alex is gonna be like Hey, don't listen to that podcast. It's like don't three, it's like three yeah. hours. Long. It's so long. It's yeah. so long. Movie's Ryan, not even good. Ryan just talks and talks. Oh, the worst. <laughs> well, I did make him listen to your podcast, Ryan. Oh the, God, because it's so I, well edited. Well, that the, okay. So this actually does my segue. Of, uh, you meant the other podcast. That's that's why I reacted <laughs> strongly. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Go ahead. This was again. One of my favorite movies. Uh, Ryan, tell the folks about your podcast. No, we're, we're here to like talk this, about you. I, this I is a party. This. We're not going to. No, we're not going <laughs> to talk do, about Mike. We let Mike promo his stuff when Mike came on. So, uh, Well, Ryan's got a podcast. We're not all <laughs> no, like this. He just did an episode on Ole Miss where, where Alex and Bunky Perkins and some others exercise some demons uh, about the Rebels. Caroline and Matt have for the water cooler. So many people are very mad. <laughs> Alex are is not happy. Alex it. has all the content <laughs> at for the win. Uh, and content. So I content. It's now it's now my turn. I wasn't I wasn't planning on getting emotional or saying anything meaningful, but I'm deeply deeply appreciative to you guys. This has been one. This has just been very special that everyone has chosen to pop on. But um, I started doing this show, I think, in 2018. I was very bad at this. I was also fairly alone, and I did... Each episode was usually with a different person. A lot of the times, I didn't know that person beforehand. It was just some random person off Twitter. And being able to meet you guys and form actual friendships with you guys has been the most special part about doing this show. And it has made doing this Damn infinitely it, more fun. Oh, and are you laughing? 
And specifically, like, this doesn't happen if Alex doesn't answer a DM from me asking if she would be willing to talk about Ted Lasso on a podcast, which mm. I was way more nervous about sending <laughs> than I should have because that's that's the easiest layup of the century because Alex would have absolutely wanted to do that. Well, my favorite <laughs> thing was when I was like, sure, you said, really? <laughs> yeah i mean i was i was like, i was surprised yeah, at but um that has led should to I, uh, this re real quick should i watch ted lasso <laughs> i swear to fucking god i swear to god You're like is that was that one season um, i'm just waiting to, i'm just waiting to see if people think it's good or not <laughs> 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 Do you like Shorzy? Have you watched Shorzy? No, I haven't seen that either. I'm going to need someone to walk me through how to set up a VPN to see Shorzy. But <laughs> not the new season. <laughs> but um, so I am deeply appreciative of that. Caroline, I have I have no words. You, the Keith Morrison of it all, you are just, it is, I am so pleased that I now know that whenever I come across a movie that looks horrendous, that I know that I can text someone that movie and say, we need to talk about this. <laughs> and that person is there for me. Yes, Ryan, me. Matt, you guys yes. taking the time has just made this very, very special. And I'm very grateful um, that this really stupid show has become something that is, I just look forward to every single week. And I'm really grateful to do it with people whose work I idolized way before I knew you guys. I followed you all on Twitter before I knew, before we started doing this. I've been huge fans of y'all's for years. So I'm very, very grateful. So, um, congratulations. Congratulations, congratulations Kyle. Woo. Thank you. Don't, Thank don't you. ever, don't ever think about all the things you could have done with your time instead. <laughs> Episodes. Don't do it. I, I won't. That way lies madness. <laughs> I, I won't. Uh, with that, we will catch you next week. Thanks for listening. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua, and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter, and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film, and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.